What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Life After High School, the number one podcast in Sudbury, where we dive into the lessons learned, the losses, and the lifestyles of the amazing guests by asking them the skill testing questions, critical thinking ones, and the ones that get the answers you need to help you be a bit better every single day. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys and enjoy the show. It's the Life After High School podcast. Dude, I'm... um. Rick, I'm really, Ricky, my dude, easy Rick, my, uh, I'm very, very, first and foremost, grateful that you're able to join the show, especially in person, I know it's a little, uh, a little chilly outside and whatnot, but, um, hopefully heat it up in here, it's not too bad, and I'm just, yeah, man, I've heard a lot of really great things from a lot of people I admire and look up to, and am grateful to call friends, so for them to say the things that they have about you, you, like we were saying a few minutes ago, 10 minutes ago roughly, you probably wouldn't believe them, um, so I'm not going to tell you, but I do uh, I do want you to know that and that you're appreciated for being here today. I like the really, mystery. Really, I like really the mystery. Excited. I like that of just, because yeah. like, it's just nice, like, then I, I just think, oh, nice. what, what could I put up possibly? Is it this? Is yeah. it this? It could be anything oh, well, by Let's just anyone. play off all yeah. of them because they're all just so great. So let's just keep just it all up there. Yeah. And dude, yeah, I'm really excited to meet with you in this. I think what's cool about this episode specifically with you is... I've met and like hung out with a handful of the people I've had on the show before they did the show, whether I've trained with them or whether I've like watched fights or just like been in the circle with like a few people we've chatted. I knew them prior. You had a rapport. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And you, that wasn't the case. We'll get into my first impression down the road, uh, how it fits in the timeline. But for now, um, take us through kind of uh, a bit about yourself. But start the start your kind of timeline, if you will, from like uh, leaving post secondary. Take me through that and those decisions, and then uh, we'll go through it full circle. Okay, well, there's been a few yeah. because I'm 42 years old. Amazing. So there's a lot, a lot to cover, and I'm going to do my best to be chronological. But like, yeah, it is what it is, right? So right after high school, I was living with a group of dudes. It was like Animal House style, like you watch on TV, like no kidding. like just college frat. That's what we were trying to go for. So we're just yeah. a bunch of guys living in a, an apartment both three of us, and yeah, so I'm working at Tim Hortons, school just ended, uh, I'm feeling like the withdrawal of, of not playing high school sports anymore, like high school sports just ended, all that just came, yeah. came to an end, and during the process of high school, I did have a dream that I wanted to play post-secondary or pro uh, volleyball or basketball, this was the thing, I, I, was, oh, no I played lots of basketball, I played lots of volleyball, at one point, it's all I did was just play basketball, and I, it's, it was my dream, but anyways, I was in high school, and then once high school ended, it's like that, it came to an end. Um, my high school sweetheart, she went away to tra- uh, to school or whatever, so that yeah. ended. So that was like, I was with her for two and a half years, so that, yeah. to me, that was a big crushing thing. So all these things were all happening all at once, and then just even ending school, like, is just coming to coming to terms with ending that four-year process of your life. For me, it was five years. I took an extra year. Nice. But, uh, um, me and a couple of my buddies, actually. It wasn't too bad. There's a few of us. You play more basketball and volleyball? Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Your eligibility got five years, yeah. so you, you still rock that. Yeah, you so, played for five. So, so I did, and... Uh, it's actually cool because I wouldn't have even played high school basketball, but uh, there's a mutual friend that I think you you have with, with me, Christian Robertson. You know, he does the five cents. So that is, yeah, it's Christian. Okay, yeah, I never so, knew his last name, so when you so, said it, I was like, so like my senior yes. year before I played senior ball, I wasn't even gonna play senior ball, and I'm walking through Wembley School, and I'm I'm just going to my buddy's house, and a loose ball flies off, and I grab the ball. I pop a J, and it's just like this most yeah. beautiful three, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and it goes in, and it's like, oh, nice. It's like I walk in, I'm like, yeah, I celebrate this, and this Christian, he's like, yeah. he's like, get the fuck out of here, man. I'm like, what? He's like, you or me, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, no. I'm like, come again? He's like, listen, man, he's like, if I had yeah. your natural ability that you had, he's like, 
I wouldn't have fucking thrown it away the way you did. Because oh, he said I, 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 I took time off. <laughs> I, I, I skipped a year of basketball and yeah. sports to play uh, just to, to fuck around. And what I was basically doing was hanging out with buddies. And yeah. I there's lots of music going on. I was hanging out with bands. I was participating in bands. I was rapping. I was doing all kinds of stuff like that just didn't pertain to the the school the academic or or extracurricular lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I decided to hang out with my girlfriend, hang out with my friends, do all that stuff. Uh, Took away, like, didn't do the sports, so he was pissed off at that, which I, rightfully so. Yeah. I did. So right after I left that, that schoolyard, I went to Laurentian. I got a membership to the gym, mm-hmm. and I trained for the next two months. Went back and played senior ball. and Just we, we just demoed, eh? Well, we, we lost to LaSalle. We always lost to LaSalle. It was yeah, Lockerbie, because I went to Lockerbie. Yeah. So Lockerbie and LaSalle, oh, yeah. it was always us and them. And, yeah, so I ended up, yeah, just going back, and because of him. Yeah. And that's how I just want to bring him up now because he's going to come in full circle at the end of. I'm like, excited at the end of this yeah. whole process here. Nice introducing the characters. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's he's here. So Christian, what's up? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I was going through all that, dealing with the withdrawals of of just changing and like yeah. of, of just high school's done, and I didn't have a plan because I didn't have any funds saved for school. I didn't have any aspirations other than the fact that I knew that I was good at sports and I knew that I liked to rap. And I Amazing. Liked, and that's it. So yeah. I'm like. Well, what can it's I do? More than most people know. So I'm thinking. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. What am I gonna? What am I gonna go into? So I started thinking like maybe sports administration. Yeah. Sports. And then my buddy that I was talking to at, at the time, uh, a good buddy of mine, Ryan Mastin, he was talking to a, a professor. I think she we call it professor, but she was starting a program at Laurentian called sports psychology. Oh, and her, and her cool. name was Dr. Wendy Jerome. Yeah. So he set me up with an interview for Dr. Jerome to, to get into her program that she was running for the first year. This was the first year, so they didn't even have the francophone side, so they only had 25 no people. No way. she was accepting nationwide. 25 people English. She hadn't uh, reached the French side yet, but um, so I had an interview, and oh, I ended up nailing okay. the interview. So she yeah. liked she liked my, I guess, the cut of my jib. We She liked my level of literacy, because you, yeah. you had to be a certain like level that. of athlete, like a, a caliber of athlete, um, have certain accolades under your belt. So I've had cities and yeah. championships. Nice. I had winning under my belt, but... A certain level of literacy that you had to be able to maintain a GPA that they were obviously wanted you to oh, maintain. For sure. So she was accepting people based on that, and yeah, she accepted me. But the only problem was that I didn't have the qualifications that you needed to get in. Uh, you needed the OECs at this yeah. time and all that. But I didn't tell her this. I didn't even tell my friend this. He was under the impression I had OECs, but I didn't. Yeah. But I didn't realize that that's what I needed to get into this program. So, anyways, make a long story short, yeah. I didn't take that opportunity, but it was there. So that built my confidence a little bit, though, to know yeah. that I was one of 25 that could have gotten the program. So that, mm. was, that was really nice to know. So um, that didn't go through, um, unfortunately. So that was one thing that I did right after high school that I was trying to make a step in that direction. But then I'm like, okay, well, whatever. There's, I can attain a, I can go to uh, take spat at Durham. That's, yep. that's where I was thinking, okay, next. So I, I started saving money for school. So I was working at Tim Hortons mm-hmm. and working at Yugi's Restaurant at the exact same time. Do you remember Yugi's Restaurant by any chance? It was on Dude. It was on Ontario Street and Douglas. It was Italian. It was awesome. They had the best wings, man. I'd like to say I do, but they're closed now, right? Yeah, they're, they're closed now. Yeah, now it's in some insurance company, I, I believe, or something. But Ugh, gross. Mm. That's how they get it. It was, it was great. So I, I, my, my goal was to save up as much money as I could yeah. quick because I didn't have a, uh, like funds like saved, and I didn't even yeah. think of the idea of a student loan at the time. Like yeah. Just, or bursaries or anything, eh? Nothing. I didn't have any guidance, to be quite honest, Like as far as as far as far my future was concerned in that respect because I didn't really make yeah. it a point to, to make it my priority. Like I was just concerned about in high school and then even just after school, just hanging out with the friends and just trying to hold on to as much of that high school vibe as I could, you know? Yeah, so that's what we did. Like I was saying, I was hanging out with, I was living with three buddies yeah. and then working at these two places, I made the money that I needed to, to go to school. Right. And then when the time came, I'm just like, nah, 
you know what? I, I like making money, and I've been working since I was thirteen. So, I, like, yeah. having a job is not something new to me. I was always grinding. Always. Oh, perfect. Even in yeah. high school, like I was working at Tim Hortons after school. Yeah. Teacher would let me sleep in class, and and nobody would, because they they knew that after yeah. school they were going to get coffee from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they knew that I was grinding hard. I've always been a hard hard working mm-hmm. individual. Like that's something like even you'll hear in the the story. There's like a little hiccup where I went off track a bit, but like for the most part, I'm just trying to figure sh- stuff out. Like you're saying, yeah. like who knows. At that point, whoever does know, like, you're ahead of the game, for what real. I, what I want to know, though, right, uh, I'm going to put a pause in yeah, the yeah. timeline here, um, but what um, what do you think instilled that, like, I need to work the two jobs, I need to, like, work that hard to actually get to where I want to go? Oh, I just what, needed to fast track. I needed that, to get it like, done. self? Well, there was just, a, the timeline was short. There was only, like, four months in which I had to do this, so wow. I had to do it fast, so I had to work a couple jobs in order to do it, and, yeah. and when I did it, I attained the goal, I'm like, Wow. I nailed it, but then I'm like, okay. Oh, that gave you the more. And then I had time to kill, and then it just gave me more time to think. And then as that time progressed, I ended up leaving Tim Hortons, ended up just working at Yugi's, and then yeah. from Yugi's, I started in this whole different game, man. Before this whole, like, Durham was about to happen, like this whole, I started in this telemarketing gig. Yeah. And it's telemarketing, like, high octane, like, well, first it was Omega Direct Response. That was a call Jeez. center they had in town, and a lot of people were doing it. This was the thing, because yeah. you weren't making minimum wage. At the time, you were making 10 bucks an hour. Amazing. or Or... Commission, okay? Okay. So you had a base pay of ten dollars, but at the time, minimum wage was like six fifty an hour. So, oh, so you're like, okay, you're already well, making more. Just you're balling, to show you're balling, up. you're balling, yeah. you know? and you're just out of high school. So you're like, okay, so I'm, 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 I'm doing these like boiler room things, and it's like, I'm watching the movies like Glengarry Glen Ross yeah. and like these boiler room the movie and like all these trade like cliche sales movies that you watch, and I just got really into it. Like I was, I knew all the lines, I knew all the monologues, I knew everything, I knew all the rules in which to, to, to sell and like we were selling everything from um, t- cable like high speed cable internet that yeah. was the best thing we were, I went to a place called Altel Marketing it was on the corner of the Kingsway and, and very down it was like you only could work four hour shifts because it was so high pressure and high octane like, like high, it was a boiler room and you had these managers running the floor and just just saying like yo right here you got one, you got one, they're running, they put your sales on the board, and like, yeah. you, and then you're converting like go, go, go for yeah. four hours and you're doing this you, all you're doing is this one uh, internet went from dial up to High-speed internet. So, so basically, we're just calling these people and converting them. But in, in doing so, we're getting a commission off each sale. Amazing. And they're giving you a big pie. And the, the people that are selling are making a chunk of this pie. If you're not selling, you're not making anything. You can make your base $10, $10 an hour. But if you're selling, like there was one point, I made 75 bucks an hour. Amazing. Because, because I, was, I was converting so much. Dude, now that's a lot. So be, back then, that, that was huge. Just imagine, and I wasn't the only guy. That was, I wasn't the only guy pumping no, out those numbers. Sure. There was other guys. I was, however, the only guy that was pumping out that numbers. Um, they call it for uh, slamming. Okay. Yeah. So it's when you you're not you're not you're not lying, but you're not necessarily you're not necessarily telling them the whole the whole story in which to get your sale. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of guys that were like the best in the country. Not yeah. only the best in the country, but the best in the continent. Jesus. I'm telling you right now. It was a, it was an American company. It was called Altel yeah. Marketing. They they only had one location in Canada. We would get all the sales records for all 120 locations, yeah. all branches. And there's two guys that would get like top. I got top once for one week. Let's go! No, no, no for real, for real. Okay, Let's I got top. Go. But, but the thing about me is that I sell based on just script, tonality, and just yeah. just like just quality, being, quality, yeah. quality. So I sound like I'm the actual like CEO of the company that's calling you. That's how I would interact and, and, and operate. Wow. I wouldn't. There would be no hiccups, no death pauses. Yeah. I'd, I'd just be like so assumptive. I wouldn't give you an opportunity. To, and even if you did, I had five rebuttals ready to go. Like I was, I was ready to go. So I, yeah. I really embraced that, and I love that. And you know what? That was a huge thing that got me into like just wanting to be into in, in this like emceeing and speech and all that stuff that I do now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I will say that that was fun. And once I basically finished doing 
that little part of, like, I guess you could say discovering myself, mm -hmm. I decided, okay, like, this is Yeah, crazy. almost unintentional, eh? Yeah. Like, that's I, what you're doing, but you're not yeah. like, I'm going to go discover myself. Yeah, it's but like, like right but here. it's like, how can I utilize yeah. this, these tools and these components that I've, I've, I've like, basically accumulated throughout the process of doing yeah. this, this whole boiler room shit, and I'm like, what am I going to get into? Like, i got to go to school. Like, it's always my intent to go to school. I always wanted to. It's, it was never not my intention to go to school. I just... Mm -hmm. It wasn't in my cards because I just didn't have the plan. I didn't. Yeah. I, I slacked on the plan and then it caught up to me. But anyways, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? So I, I, I looked into Cambrian and I looked in the programs and I'm like, oh my gosh, public relations. I read it. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is all the things that I'm I'm proficient at that I, I think I could be proficient yeah, at. Yeah, I want to develop. Like, and it had like stuff from video production to uh, oh, uh, no web, way. web design to uh, sweet program. Um, desktop publishing, yeah. like, you know, like making your own like. Like posters and, and like all, all your own like promo stuff. Oh, you know sick! I mean? Going from like zero to yeah, and and, nice. and, and corporate speech writing and and, and like oh, it, all, all kinds of stuff like uh, marketing, advertising, uh, event planning, fundraising, mm -hmm. like all kinds of stuff that you could possibly fucking imagine. Like, yeah, it's just so well well rounded of programs. So I'm like, I got to do this. So I went and enrolled in it. Yeah, uh, but this isn't even like I, I skipped a bunch of stuff. I guess you could say up to that point. Like, That's but funny. it just it kind of kicked in from the the marketing, but. Um, I moved in with another group of buddies, like two other buddies mm -hmm. uh, from the, the group that I was with. So these guys were a little different uh, in the sense that they were more goal oriented and focused. Like this was, so I'm talking around yeah. all this stuff I'm talking around is like around the age of 22. Yeah, it makes sense. So 22, 23. So we skipped a couple years, but That's I, was, right. I was just partying. And I understand fun, the yeah. like, yeah, the early, uh, yeah, some so, years there in that timeline, man, are honestly write offs. Yeah, yeah. So when I went to school, yeah. went to college post secondary, it was right around the time of 22. And I went as, yeah, I just, I was more of a mature student. I wasn't yeah. like the people that were coming into this uh, the program were like 18, 19. So I was, I had a little bit more life experience to offer, yeah. I guess you could say, because I'd already been working out in the game, but not, really? not too much, not so much so, because it really, at that time, all there really was to do was just party and have fun, right? That's true, yeah. So I ended up getting this, um, getting this apartment outside of living with these guys mm -hmm. downtown above mm -hmm. Peddler's Pub. So it was right above oh, Peddler's Pub. Wow. Right above the, the sushi place. Yeah. And and Peddler's. Like I had three like huge windows. Um, all You could see everything street side. So I, I basically lived there and then I started the program. So when I started the program, Jeez. I was living there and I was living in my dream apartment. Like it was so nice. You don't yeah. understand. Like you walk in, there's a foyer, you have these French doors. What? Like beautiful tile. Come on. Uh, like the, you look at the ceiling, it looked like the Sistine Chapel, man. The way that it was just so sculpted and just the... The architecture, and, the, and then there was a two-way glass-tinted mirror wall separating your my 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 beautiful living room, and just the, the light fixtures were so beautiful. The built-in wall unit, like, and then you go look on the other side. It was another living room on the other side of this two-way tinted mirror. Jeez. So if the lights were on on one side, you couldn't see anything. Like it was like That's cool. like an interrogation room kind yeah. of. Thing. So you're on the other side. So so what I used to always do is like this is the thing. This is why I was so off like as far as like my priorities is because I did have a lot of friends. Luckily mm -hmm. I was. For, so fortunate to have a lot of awesome friends. Okay? Like, yeah. I had a lot. I was blessed to have the, the amount of friends and the quality of friends that I had growing up, and and even just like after high school and like even through that period. And like, how can I put it, man? Like, I'd have the biggest parties. Like, it's not even funny. Like, I'm talking like 75 to 100 people. I go on Amazing. the I, I go on the mic at the like the DJs would always yeah. like, give me the mic after. Actually, the DJ would let me rock a, a rap song. It was called Rump Shaker yeah? by Rex and FX. Amazing. And then after that, I would always call out the party. So I'd say the party's at my house. If you don't know my phone number after 3 o'clock, you're not getting in. But up till 3, it's open house. Let's go. So everybody at the bar, everybody at the bar would show up. So I'd Just always slowly. have people, people coming over. So my college experience was really cool. That's like, a good way to do it for anybody who... Uh, yeah, anybody that wants to, throw, anybody that wants to throw down a house party or you, still you, control. You, you use the DJs to your full advantage. They're there to help. They really, and the DJs can come and spin too. Like it's like, not that they ever did. I didn't think of that. Why didn't I ever think of that? Yeah, I got them to spin. 
Just like, hey, it's what we have here, but upstairs. Different vibe. So, there you go. You're already, like, learning from my, you know, Let's my mistakes. Go. Let's go. Chrono- like, chronologically, though, like, at that point, I started school. I loved it. I, I was doing it. Like, I, I mean... I had a couple of buddies that were giving me that experience, that vibe that I needed. Like, because yeah. other other than that, it was kind of boring. It was kind of dead. Like, it wasn't how I expected it to be. Like, right. when you're watching 90210 or like Animal House or Revenge of the Nerds, like especially Revenge yeah. of the Nerds, like those movies, especially like, like those, those ones. Nerd, but like, yeah. you look at these and you're just like, oh, I can't wait until college. And then you get there and it's like, I don't know. It was, it was. I made the best of I of what I could. Like that's yeah. basically what you can do. Like you can either be negative about it or you can be positive. I tried to stay as positive as I could. I and I had fun, but like, yeah. I I really discovered myself and my talents. So when I was there, um, there was a friend of mine that was in one of my classes, and she's actually a business owner in town. Her name's Kelsey Cudinello. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And no she way. she said to me, "There's this VJ search is going on," and she's like. I think you'd be fucking perfect for this. She's like, Man. I think you should enter. But she's like, you gotta hurry because it's almost like registration is done. <laughs> it's always how it is. Eh? So I ended up looking and I'm like, oh my God, it ends today. What do you know? And yeah. I ended up submitting uh, like a like an entry and it was just like off the cuff. I wasn't thinking too much of it. I, I, I submitted a video and a picture and just like a brief uh, like description of me and mm-hmm. what I what I've done and some some stuff and nice I submitted I, I must have been the last person to enter the contest it already been live for about three weeks but I put it in and next thing you know I'm in this race and I didn't realize like until like about a week of me being in this competition that I I was like gaining traction like picking up on the leaders so what I, yeah I started How getting did that happen you think? What do you have? What is? Well, Sudbury, Sudbury is a pretty supportive, like. Town yeah, I guess they, so. We, yeah. we got we. It's small in the grand scheme of things. Of like, you look at the board; it says 160,000 people, but that's 160,000 people that are like in a tight knit situation. Like, yeah, I guess so. Dense, where it's like, yeah, it's true. Everything else is all spread out, and like, you could have. You can, I don't even know how to put it. Like, you can live in Toronto, and you know, each block is a different city. That's true. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it's, they have their own different, like, way places they go, they, where stuff. they go and yeah. their vibe and, like, where they travel and that, that's it. No, Not necessarily a lot of people, but... One vibe. Yeah. yeah. So you, 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 you can get a lot of support uh, from a smaller community when everybody kind of knows each other. It's yeah, six it's degrees, true. Six degrees of true, separation, yeah. too. Like, if I don't know you personally, I know somebody that you know and it kind of, like especially with Facebook you can see that especially with Facebook yeah and this was right. like when the Facebook first just started so I had that to my my advantage like this oh, is, no this is back in 2009 I believe this is like 2007 oh wow oh yeah yeah so we're jumping from 2003 when I started like school yeah. I think it was 2003 yeah so I had taken um did I take time off at this point yeah I had taken time off school uh at one point because I was just partying too hard mm-hmm and that was the priority, and just everybody, everybody was partying. No, no, for real. And uh, it was just yeah. so much fun, and I forget what it was. There was something that, it was just partying, and I, I took about a year off, and then I, I went back, and then when I went back, that's when I, I did this, the VJ search. But yeah, so the VJ search is kicking in. I'm, I'm getting all this momentum, and it's like, holy shit, like, I, I, I got something here. So I started campaigning. So I started really actually asking people to vote, and asking people to, to, to participate in this process. Yeah, so one thing, I hate to cut you off, uh, but can you explain to people who might not know what that is? is oh the vj yeah. search okay so in uh, back in 2009 there was a or two i forget when it was 08 or 09 one of the two but there was like a a, a void they had to fill because leah miller uh, she was a vj and she was okay. she was gone and they had to replace her well not necessarily her but her position so they put out a vj search mm-hmm. and in the process of doing that you had 400 people from 
Oh, I, well, it wasn't limited. But What's VJ? A VJ like is a, a video jockey. A video. So that's okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. I was trying to piece a VJ, it together. A VJ is somebody that was like throwing the videos. So like you watched much music, and if they had a video state, uh, a video program on, yep. just playing nothing but music videos, they were the person that was telling you which video was next. And Whoa. This and so, yeah, so it was, cool. it was cool. It was like you were a host, but much music went to more television and other stuff and like talk and yep. and not as much music so you would have been doing a lot of all that stuff so they would oh, have cool. used you for more of your personality than Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool so I was going for this I was striving for this but I didn't yeah so I ended up uh, entering but I didn't think I was going to even even be close so I ended up getting traction I started campaigning turns out that I'm in the, like the top five of the people like I'm starting to get closer no I'm getting closer and closer and closer the votes are going and I'm like I'm looking through the, the different votes and it's like now they're showing, like, now I'm in, like, top three. Like, now I'm, like, in top two. And now there's this like, one. Win this now, thing. Now, yeah, I'm like, I could totally fucking win this thing. So then they're, it's getting close. Now I'm, I'm literally sitting in the second position. There's one day left. I'm in number two. Everybody's, like, showing mad support. Everybody's yeah, like, okay, you like, got this. Yo, I can't believe it. You got this. We're like, betting on the winning horse. So I even had, okay, so the, the day of the reveal, when Much Music was calling everybody to tell them, like, you're going to be on the show. Like, you're going to be on the show for the top ten. Like, we're going we're gonna to throw down, oh, like, a, a reality show. You're in and the winner takes all kind of thing i have my buddy ob you know michael o'brien mickey o'brien yeah okay so he comes over with uh his his significant other at the time and uh we're all in the living room we're all ready we're the tv's on we're waiting for the call they're going through the people whatever blah blah, blah. They, they make it to like the ninth person and i'm like okay what the fuck like they're really gonna wait till like the last for me come on are you serious and they call out another name and it's like Yo, what's up? How come I didn't get? Yeah. You know, like why, why, why? And then they're they're calling these people, but then I, halfway through, I I already kind of had a feeling in my gut that it wasn't gonna happen because I started to realize start sorry started to realize that all the people was coordinated, like they knew they were getting the call, like they no. had they had a camera there, and they had the camera ready, so I'm like, okay, well, so. so they already know, so like I didn't get no memo, so I'm like, There's I'm no camera I, here, so, so now I'm embarrassed because I got my friends here, like, and I lived with my buddy, uh, I don't know if you know Josh Cooney, but I was living with him. No. Him, uh, I literally, uh, wait a minute. Okay, so I had moved from the the loft mm -hmm. um, at that place. So this is this is after this is so I've yeah. already moved 2007. Okay, so the loft of my peddlers I was there for 2001 to 2007. I remember because I, I carved my name in the top and it's probably still there. Peddlers, by the way, everybody is an Irish, uh, very popular Irish pub and bar in town. Yeah, it's on uh, Cedar Street. It's right downtown. Yeah. It's it's actually, I haven't been there in years, but it's it's a really dope spot and they got good steak uh, from what I remember. I know they've remodeled quite a bit and they got yes. axe throwing and stuff like that, but I haven't been there since the day about axe throwing. No kidding, man. But yeah, so like, I so I'm saying, I, I had the people that I lived, I lived in my buddy's house and he's there with his wife and they're looking at me. They weren't married at the time, but that's not the important thing. But there was people there to celebrate this win that I was supposed to have, like at least to be in the show. And yeah. They stiffed me. So from that point on, I just kind of had like this this rebel mentality. Like I don't give a shit anymore. Like I'm not playing this. Like it was like mid twenties that happened roughly. Uh, probably twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. Twenty eight. Yeah. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty three. Twenty seven. Yeah. Mid twenties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would say. And 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 I'm thinking, you know what? I'm I'm sick of playing by the book. I'm sick and tired of being. You know, like the just doing everything the right way, just to appease to the, the these these authoritative figures that have already music, figured it out. Of much music. Well, no, I'm just thinking like I was playing the game. I was the playing. The, I was playing the game the right way. So I thought was I thought there was a right way to like do things like the right way, but there's not, especially in that field, in that industry. So I learned like they weren't even really looking to replace, <laughs> like to even give me a chance. I was 27. Yeah. 
everybody that was doing the show was like 18, 19. Literally, like, that's why they, like, they had the youthful thing going on. Yeah. But I had, I had the nation and the city, like, the city, but the city had a lot of pull on that, but there was other people that were voting too, and I yeah, had their support, sure. so why not give, give a guy a chance? You know, why discriminate? So Fair. I was discriminated against straight up much music, and I hope that this totally, like, how can I put it? I hope this deters me from future, like, working with you guys in the yeah. future, much music, because, like, you're, you're whack. That's all I gotta say. So, and, but, but, that, but that's what I roll with, and I, yeah. I embrace that. I embrace that mentality. Mm-hmm. So what do I do with that? For some reason, I guess people gravitated towards the campaign and just yeah. who I was and started to get to know me throughout that. So I started getting these offers for, like, different jobs like you know, pertaining to, like, entertainment and, oh, come and on. hip-hop and rap and, like... Dude, amazing. And, like, like different different avenues like record labels were hitting me up to like to to start working with them and stuff and it was really dope and yeah so that that was a really cool experience but it got me a lot of eyes on me so at that point is is where i started to realize like okay i i kind of got like something here like i got some kind of like something i didn't know what it was necessarily but i'm like i got something and i I gotta roll with it so it's like somebody gives you the ball you roll with it Johnny Depp was talking about it in his deposition when he was doing his little trial. I saw bits, snippets here and there. And his little trial, like well, this 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 monumental trial. Um, but he was the number one trending, like the number one most trending thing of yeah, 2020. I think it, I think it surpassed like even like the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh, like, hands down. But yeah, yeah. So like, but I did get a few a few trial. tidbits. I, I got a few tidbits out of it that I thought were valuable. Like, yeah. like I do with everything that I I, I see. I try to nice. I, I extract like anything, whole things that anything are, I can find valuable. Yeah. Out of it. Like. I even extracted something from Charles Manson. He was saying something in an interview where he was saying, "When he gets no, seriously, when he's when he's in prison and he's like locked in that shitty situation, yeah, he says that they've 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 imprisoned his body but not his mind. So in his mind, he's off in a beach somewhere, and he's just like, I'm like, oh, well, that actually makes fucking perfect sense. So whenever I'm sitting in a situation where like I'm not happy and I'm I'm, I'm yeah. not really or I'm, a lot of times I'm in a situation like that um, where it's like okay. I, I don't want to be in my environment that I'm in, and it's like, okay, well, I can just put my mind elsewhere." As far as the the whole VJ thing, and yeah. it just made me realize, okay, I I I'm, I'm playing by my rules now. Yeah. So by doing that, you created you uh, like other opportunities were found with this found mi- found missed yeah. one. Not only found, but I, I I was given the fire and the fuel to, yeah. to to go after these opportunities where I would maybe be more passive and, and less aggressive towards them. But you know what? Yeah, I, I used it and I, I used that ball. That's where we were the ball. The, yeah. the whole analogy with Johnny Depp. He somebody gave him the ball and he rolled with it. That's how he. He kind of described his whole career. Like, he was once given a ball, and he rolled with it, and that's all he did. So I was given yeah. a ball. I decided, you know what, I'm going to roll with this. So I ended up just, for some reason, things just started happening. So I ended up being outside of uh, the Colson one night, yeah. and, I, and I was just hanging out, and I saw Bobby McIntosh. He's, like, a lead singer for, well, it was Project Wise, and then it was Dead Celebrity Status. Yep. But uh, him and Yassine Talat, Yas Talat. So I was talking to him, and I was just hanging out, and then we started spitting freestyles all of a sudden. And then What's turned- Yas's uh, Instagram handle? Uh, is it yes, someone someone okay, it is the yeah, person I was yeah, thinking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like he's producing movies. Now. Yeah, he is who I was thinking yeah. about. But uh, like, sounds familiar. But like, but back then they were uh, they were actually going to university. They were finishing off their university degrees, and they were in Sudbury. Is the two of them? Yeah, yeah. They already had their deals with Sony. <coughs> they had their deals with Bulldog oh, wow. Music and all this. Like they had several major label record deals. Mm-hmm. They were just you know obviously wanted to have uh, you know a, a plan of action and. They got their degrees and stuff, and in the process of doing so, I met Bobby at, outside of the Colson, and he was just, we just started talking, and I kicked some freestyles, he's like, yo, why don't you come hang out, because I, I knew his girlfriend at the time, nice. and we just went and hung out, and yeah, it was, it was it was dope, and in the process of doing that, we became really good friends, and then he introduced me to Yas, 
And, oh, cool. And then he's like, yo, you got to talk to this guy. Like, this guy's, he told Yas this. He's like, yo, this, you got to meet this guy. Yeah. So I ended up meeting him and Yas, and they ended up, uh, that summer of whatever, they ended up saying, yo, man, like, you want to be, you know, like our tour manager? Tour manager, yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, yo. Wow, dude, yeah. So these guys, these, these guys, I'm like, holy shit, man. That's like, cool. I was a huge fan of these guys. Like, because I remember when they first got signed by, like, um, Sony. Sony, the first, yeah. Very, very first time. And I remember they were in town, and like were, the limo was outside of the Grand, and I remember seeing Bobby, he's like, yo, man, we got signed, for real. I'm like, yeah, that's dope. And then I just remember how excited I was for these guys, and I just followed their career, and it was just like, they were just so good, and I just loved their music. Like, because I was all yeah. down with their music before going to the punk shows and stuff, because that's what it was all about. Like, oh, that's okay. even how they kind of crafted their sound, because they, they had to showcase their music somewhere, so they were, like, collaborating with musicians, and in the process, they, they, they developed this crazy sound that was like, there's no cool. other. Yeah. And they killed it, man. Like, when they walked into a room, you knew, like, the that you were in for a, a show like yeah and they're still to this day as far as i'm concerned like best two-man show you'll ever find when you uh, watch these two guys it's electric it's it's just like the chemistry the entertainment and even that is another skill. reason why i never rapped another reason yeah. why i didn't rap and decide to rap is because i knew those guys and i knew what it took to get to that level and you're like and i'm like i not to say i not to say like i gave up but i just i knew that it, it wasn't in the cards for you yeah, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for me. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. Like you know, we had to talk before a little bit yep. briefly, but um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I I got the opportunity to be tour manager, and then from that, it was like that was dope because I got to not only like be mentored by like the yeah. like these guys that I looked up to like my whole for like 10, 15 years. I'm like, holy shit, man! Like it's cool. crazy. So I got to learn everything I, like a sponge. I was taking it all in, and I was really passionate about the music. Like. Because back when I was ten years old, man, like I met KRS One. Okay, like oh, I went okay. to I went to Cam- I was lived in Cambridge, and I went to Centennial Public School, and it was, yeah. it was dope. He came to our school. My librarian's daughter was KRS One's fiance, and if you're not familiar with KRS One, he's like one of the guys that invented hip hop from New York. Like he's like, if you look him up, you'll see. He's like, you got like people's top five yeah. or top ten. KRS One's always in the top five or top ten. So I met him. He wow. came to our school. He gave our, our our class an assignment to to spit bars for him. So he came in on the Monday. Mm-hmm. On the Friday, he left. And I'm like, okay, that's dope. This was our rap when we were a kid. So my buddy Anil is on the beatbox. He's going. Yes. My name is Anil and I come from Brazil. My name is Jamal and I'm not too tall. My name is Ricky and I have an Aunt Nikki. My name is Derek and I have a brother Eric. We stole her pearls, then she lied. Then she told that big fat lie. We told the girl that she lied. Then we said, stand outside. That made us really mad. Then we felt big and bad. We went outside, ready to fight with that girl in our sight. Let's go. So we split that for Karis one. So I'm saying, like, and that's it's I'm gonna come, you and that's that. gonna come full circle too when you yeah. when you hear the rest of. How like, often a week do you uh, rehearse that? Rehearse that. Well, my name is Anil and I come from Brazil. My name nah, is Jamal and I'm not too tall. My name yeah. is Ricky Avenet. You, you just, you, you don't forget. You don't forget. You don't forget. Yeah. And it was, so, it was so impactful because I was lucky enough to know who he was. Me and Anil knew because Anil yeah. used to watch Rap City and Anil was my boy. So I, I, I kind of had, knew who he was. I knew who Kumo D was. Yeah. I knew, and like, it was dope. So I met him and it, it made the biggest impact on me. So from that time forward, hip hop was my thing. So when I moved to yeah. Sudbury, it was a huge shock because Sudbury oh. was a rock town, country town. Yeah. No, like I had to like, well, I represented, so I didn't even front. Like, I, I listened to my rap. Yeah. But like, I did get ridiculed by a lot of people for the fact that I would listen to rap. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't like an racial thing. It wasn't like an racial thing. It was just like, 
Yo, no, like, sure. that's whack. Why are you listening to that shit, man? Like, you should be listening. But don't get me wrong. I listen to rock. I listen to punk. I yeah. listen to everything. You're just your preference. My preference is predominant. Like, that's, yeah. it was hip-hop. That's that's because of, because of that experience. So Jeez. it goes a long way. So whenever, like, you're doing stuff for kids, if you ever go, like, visit a classroom or, That'd you know, you're doing stuff, it goes yeah. a long way. Especially, like, if, you know, you're doing, like, MMA and, you know, like, they, they're fans of yours and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's unbelievable how far that can go. So make a long story short, um, I'm I'm doing this rap thing now with yeah. these guys, and I'm I'm so into the rap that it's like this is the dream come true for me now. Now I'm I'm doing this tour managing thing. We're going like okay, so when you go into the city, like basically you're you're the the lead act, mm-hmm. and then you get to meet all the opening acts. So you get to meet all the dope MCs that are all in the cities. Like so, you get to meet all the best DJs, MCs, promoters. Wow. You get to meet all those people that are in intertwined in this whole yeah. life that you're trying to lead. That. Because I wanted to be the Jerry Maguire of the industry. That's what I want to do. I wanted to be like Amazing. the way Jerry Maguire was in that movie with his athletes and just how he had that persona yeah. where like they were family, they were hugging, and it wasn't oh, about the so money, cool. it wasn't about the bottom line, it yeah. was about the art and the passion of like you know that's what I was about, and I still am to this day. Yeah. That's why I think I'm still doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean? I'm still to this day. Like I'm talking about stuff like 13, 14, 15 years ago, yeah. but I'm still doing stuff to this day because of the way in which I went about it. And that's the, the thing. If anybody can extract anything out of this whole experience that I'm, I'm, I'm giving you yeah. through this podcast it's it's never sacrifice quality for money or for a sale for anything because at the end of the day no for real at the end of the day don't sacrifice quality for money for a sale because you got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and that's one thing that you can't buy money can't buy that and the, the money will dry up the money will be gone it'll come yeah. and it'll go or you can invest it or whatever it'll or it can accumulate or whatever but at the end of the day me, I find what's more valuable is being able to look at myself in the mirror and the relationships that I build. Mm-hmm. So every relationship that I ever built throughout the course of this whole timeline that I'm talking yeah. to you about right now, I have never once sacrificed quality for the bottom line. There was times where I walked away from a project because it wasn't morally or ethically right and it didn't feel right or because I was going to step on somebody else's toes who yeah. I had a personal relationship with. Jeez. And that's why I think to this day now, okay, so I was doing that. Now I'm a transit operator. I'm not sure if you're yeah. aware of that, but I, yeah. I drive for the city. I've been doing it for 10 years now. It'll be 10 years in May. I'm a full-time transit oh, bus driver, so yeah, I, yeah. I do that full-time. And it's the, the scheduling is grueling. It's, it's, it's very demanding. Um, but it's there. It's fixed, so I can, I can work around it. So I'm, I'm, yeah, right now I'm dabbling in stuff. Like I'm doing different things. Like, uh, like I, I host parties. Mm-hmm. I host events. Nice. I host, yeah. uh, recently I just did the Pros versus Joes yeah. at the Subway Arena, yeah. which is like a charity basketball game with the Subway 5 basketball players and like some local business leaders and people that are like business professionals and like local personalities, yeah, yeah. celebrities, you know what for I mean? Sure. So they all, they all like played at the Subway Arena and that's huge for me because like I'd never rocked anything that size. So I'm, I'm awesome. rocking, yeah. it was like 2,500 people plus and I was out in the middle of the court and doing it and like doing it Jeez. under this easy rip persona that I'm in yeah. with the shades and everything. And it was just nice to be able to do it as easy rick as the easy rick persona and yeah. the way i wanted to do it like i worked like like we worked together to, to put this thing like as far as like well logan uh basically put the script together as far as like how the because you were at the game you saw how there was like different things like uh howler and them they were going one-on-one and they the, the yeah. players came out with the hockey stick the football play and like the, the chug contest with the coaches and everything like that so all this stuff was all put together it was all great yeah. and uh you know like it, it, it was nice to be able to, to to apply like what I've basically built, this brand I've built of the Easy Rick brand, mm-hmm. my MC brand, to be able to, to utilize at that level. So yeah. now I've done that. Five Cent City is another one. Mm-hmm. Christian uh, Robertson, the guy yeah. I was telling you about, he's been running it. It'll be the fifth one this this year, the fifth and final. But uh, 
the, the, the dope thing about it is he gave me the opportunity, and, and five years ago, I wasn't going to put the mic down. I wasn't even going to do it because yeah. I've been primarily just been a father for the past 10 years. Like, for sure. This is, this is, this has been my thing, man. So I, for the past 10 years, it's been my primary focus and yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. That's going to yeah, come, circle come back. back for sure. Please. But, but yeah, so like, it, it's just like, so back in the day I got these opportunities. So I got a chance to be the, the tour manager. I uh, got a chance to do a lot of hip hop shows. We're talking like Summerfest. We're doing yeah. festivals. We're going to like, like London, Thunder Bay. We're going all over. Like we're going like just all these different yeah. places. And like I said, I'm, I'm networking. I'm making progress like that department and we've got social media now. So now we can track our progress. We can yeah. document it. So now we're making a, I'm making a track record now. Now I'm thinking, okay, I'm not done school. I got to finish school. So I, I went back to school. I'm, I'm doing that. So I'm, the whole time that all this is happening, I'm, I'm still trying to knock out my, my, my work, not my work, but my school. But at, at the same time I'm doing all this, mm-hmm. I'm driving for Lockerbie taxi. Right. And Lockerbie taxi gave me the flexibility to be able to work whenever I wanted. No way. So, Nice. I mostly work on the weekends, so it was mostly yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Friday, Saturday nights, I'd make a killing. Like yeah. I'd make like so much money. Isn't any funny with tips and just I'd freestyle rap in the in the cab and just yeah. Play, oh, dude! Like, so all these like, people doing it on their Ubers now. You were doing it before oh, even I'm Uber the, was existed. Well, actually, MC Mars out of San Francisco was the OG. Ah, uh, he's like he's the guy I look up to. As far as oh, as as you had me. I was, I was like, like all these people the, rapping in their Ubers. The tips were crazy because I was about, and I had I had a like the it was, uh, oh, was it Impalas? I had the like, brand new Impala, yeah. so I'm driving that around. The stereo stock stereo was sick. So I'm, I'm busting these instrumentals and I'm freestyling and people are loving it. Think about it. The college students are loving it. They're, yeah, they they're giving me, they're giving me so many, like, like the tips are not. So, I, so I was doing that while I'm in That's school. Wild. So, it, but it gave me the ability to be able to That's have the hilarious. flexibility to be able to go do like a, a CD release party, a video yeah. shoot, uh, this, cause like, that's the thing. So yes, had to go, um, this is a, this is a huge part of this, this whole process. And um, by the way, all this stuff I'm telling you about yeah. is not, it's not like I'm saying, oh, you do this, you're going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like Mr. Horseshoe. Like, honestly, a lot of it's luck. Yeah. I think it's preparation, luck, passion, passion. And yeah, but it's, it, but I, I can't necessarily say do it this way and you can attain this. No, but what I think, check this out. What I think in when I hear the way that your story is kind of how it's been developing, I think what happened and what a lot of test is, I think, yes. Yeah, so one thing that. One quote that I stood out from, I think is, and I'm sure you've seen the show, like Rhythm and Flow. Yeah. Yeah, of course. The I'm show like, or the movie? The show. Okay, the like, show. Yeah, like T.I. Oh, yeah, okay. Chance. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. So there's a quote Chance said that, um, oh, no, not Chance. Sorry. There's a quote T.I. said. There's like a one line he said at one point that was like he was leaving the barbershop of, the first, of one of like the first episodes where he was in Atlanta and he was leaving. And on his way out, he goes, is like, success is when preparation meets opportunity and i think what happened is you were always finding like you found success in these things as you were going through but i think what it was is you had the passion which drove the preparation and then when you're doing something for so long opportunity just hey let's see oh it works like there's the opportunity of becoming uh like uh you were second in the like the jb search right yeah yeah yeah, the VJ second of the, the voting yeah. process, the voting process. Exactly, like, I got right? second amount of like, so like you, votes across Canada. That took crazy. place, and there was an opportunity. And okay, well, for whatever reasons, I'm not sure. God knows, God only knows what those reasons were. That that was unsuccessful. But then that opportunity led to others. 
right? That you that you were able to kind of go for, and then the tour. And well, being in the right you mean place like a hole where then, one door closes, yeah, another one opens, kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. So you wouldn't. Think, you would. Yeah. So you, you might be so tunnel visioned on one thing, but not realizing what happened. Like yeah, in the greater in the scope, grand scheme right? of things. That's right. That's looking right. how everything is. So I think that's and cool it's hard to when, and it's back. hard to when you're in the middle of the you, bubble. You almost can't because then it. Per hit, I think when you do that and you're like, oh, let's see all these things, you take your foot off the gas, yeah. and that was like you're like, oh fuck that man, I want to be number that's one. That's why search. it's good to have on your team yeah. or in your corner people that are not yes men and people are that are going to give it to you straight up because you can bypass a lot of bullshit. Oh, most of it, if not all of it, if not all of it, yeah. and they're the ones that are looking at from the outside in as opposed to from the inside out, yeah. so they can see a lot of yeah, things listen, more introspectively man. than you can. And I think those people come in and help really well, especially when you're at that point of you might feel like, what the hell? Yeah, so those people, here. I just want you to know, I love yeah. you all. I'm just saying, like, if for oh, some absolutely. reason I miss any of you along the lines here, I'm just trying to uh, I'm doing the best I can. But yeah, yeah. So like, so yeah. So yeah. we're at that point now where um, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting like with Yas now. We're going to uh, Toronto, mm -hmm. and he's judging the Ontario. And it's another thing. Like through like being a tour manager for Bobby and Yas, like they didn't just perform, okay? So like they're they're huge icons in in, in the industry. So like they get asked to go to like for example King of the Dot. Have you mm -hmm. ever heard of King of the Dot battle oh, yeah. rap? Like they're yeah. like the top battle rap no organization kidding, in the world. So Yas Jesus. used to go there and, and judge the battles. So I used to go there with him, accompany him, go in the green room, hang out, meet all my favorite battle rappers. It was crazy. And then he judged the battles in like in that environment. Like that was like heaven. Like if there's heaven on earth, it's that's a King of the Dot be, event. Yeah. A King of the Dot event. Yeah. The music the DJ plays oh, to everybody being wild. in the crowd, like mouthing all the lyrics to all the music, especially all the golden era shit. Like, yeah. you're like, this is my home. You're like, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Am I, am like, I in this heaven? is am what I, we call it? my element. So I, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. So we ended up going to this other thing where Yas was judging as well. He was a celebrity judge for the Ontario Freestyle Battle Championships, and it was at Circa Nightclub in Toronto. Oh no, kidding! Oh yeah, and he was guest judging with Shockler. So Shockler, uh, he's. He's uh, you know who Shockler is? Like he's like yeah. let's ride. Like uh, yeah. he's just well, he's got like two Junos, three Junos, like much music video awards. He's just insane, decorated, icon. Comes through Subway a lot too. He's yeah. he's he's quite 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 frequent. But uh, bottom line is, Shockler was at the club, and Yas was at the club, and they were the the judges. So we're in the VIP like lounge mm -hmm. area. We're all chilling. Everybody's kicking it. I'm like fanning out. I've got a CD that I want Shockler to sign and everything. I'm like, yo, because I had actually opened up yeah. for him back in 2006. Oh wow. Uh, a buddy of mine was uh, rapping Moses Black. At Cambrian College, and I was just his hype man. So I was like his backup guy. But in the process, I met Shockler at that time, got him to sign something, and then whatever. But I got I brought a CD, his Ice Cold CD. I brought no. it. From there, I get him to sign it. Whatever, we're all kicking it. And in the process of just hanging out at the club, uh, the night's almost over or whatever, and uh, his producer at the time, his name is G Vine, Courtney Valentine Brown. This guy's like six foot seven. Like 260 pounds. The guy's just a force. Like you can see when he walks, yeah, you know. Yeah. So he's walking around. He just comes up and he's like, "Yo, man." He's like, "He's like, I can tell you really like this shit, man." Like, no, I'm like, I can tell you're really down with this shit. Like, you, you're all about this shit for real, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like looking at me. He's like, "You're really about this." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Listen." He's like, "I want you to come back to the studio. I want you to come listen to the music. I want to hear what you have to think." I'm like. Okay, he's like, but you only you. He's like, only you can come. It's terrifying. And I'm like, I'm right. like, oh, okay. A like, well, listen, I'm with my boy Cheza. I don't know if you know Cheza Miller, but he's a he's a rapper from Subway, like hip hop. Oh, guy. sick. He's, yeah. like, he's all he's more than that. He's a multimedia guy, but but definitely like a good buddy of mine from back there. He's a baller too. He, he balled hard back in LaSalle. But anyways, he he came with me. Yas like Yas could have came with me. Like Yas could have came. Like that's the thing. Like that's who I was there. My boys could have rolled with me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it ended up being. My boy Chesa and then my boy James, he rolled with me. So two guys came with me. Yas ended up uh, 
kicking it with his girl. So he was doing his own nice, thing. Yeah. He was doing his own thing. Perfect. But um, it turned out that uh, I went back to the studio and we vibed. We listened to some music. We listened to some unreleased Shaw Claire stuff. Mm -hmm. And Shaw Claire ended up coming back. Jesus. So now we're all kicking it. I'm sitting there with like one of my favorite MCs ever, like for real, like ever, 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 ever. His producer, we're sitting here. I'm thinking to myself, why? Why me? Yeah, like, why the I? fuck me? Nah. I'm, yeah. who the fuck am I? Like, why yeah. am I here? But it's like, but I was, I was all about it when I was there. I was like. They wanted you there. They knew, they, the they, they, they saw value, I guess, in the sense that. Like, I really was about it. Like, I was really not there to get drunk. You're I really just I a passion-driven yeah. machine. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I w like, I was really about the music. I was really about the hip-hop. I was really about why we were there. The whole yeah. purpose of what, why we were there. And you can't you can't fake that. No. Like, zero. You can't no. even fake no. half of what no, no, you were no, emulating. No. And don't get me wrong. I was yeah. looking to maximize my, my situation there. So I was, like... I also got a chance to meet right. Bishop Brigante, who's also like, Jesus. like big time. Like at the time, he was on Much Music. Like I was watching yeah. two of his videos were on rotation on Much Music at the time. Jeez. When I seen him at the club, so he's there with Shaw Claire. Actually, that's what I forgot. He was there with Shaw Claire and Organic, which is the leader, mm. the leader of uh, King of the Dock. Is he was battling in this competition? He was supposed to actually be the favorite to win. So it was crazy. So I'm, I'm talking. So I'm maximizing. So I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I'm networking with all these people, and I'm just like, every moment was just huge. So at this point. Now I'm starting to go to Toronto like two to three times a month. Mm -hmm. I'm just going down there for events, release parties, uh, like whatever function you could possibly imagine. I'm there. I'm hosting events. Yeah. Now G-Vine, he's got me hosting events. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. So he tells me that he wants me to work for the for the label, for the for the PHS Entertainment, for the production company. Amazing. The Shaw Claire's working like that. He's, yeah. And at the at that exact time, they had a, a song that was in full rotate, well going into full rotation yeah. on much music. Like it was already hit. They got the funding from Video Fact. Uh, Casey uh, got the funding for it. Uh, Silva Dalla, what's up? And uh, he wrote the grant uh, proposal for it. And he ended up getting, I think the budget was like 60 grand or something. It was, it was some crazy number. But we ended up killing it. And we ended up going to six different locations in Toronto. Like, they rented a person's apartment. They, like, they, had, to, like, they had to get out of there. Like, while we went and used, a, like, a kid's bedroom to, to emulate his kid's room. Went to Princess Anne Theater. Like, we had... Unbelievable! Like we uh, we, wow. we went to Dundas Square. We had Dundas Square for like three or four hours or some shit. It was nuts, man. Like we had, like basically Toronto on lock. Like all these places, like all like you pull in, you're like you know when you see like the you know when you they're shooting movies downtown and stuff. Yeah. You know you see. And I'm thinking like this is my first time experiencing this shit. So I'm like I'm at this video shoot. It's I'm, locked. And I brought my boy Chez. So it was me and Chez are there. Yeah. And uh, my boy TJ showed up uh, on day day was he there earlier that at Jarvis because we had to shoot a scene at Jarvis Collegiate, which mm -hmm. is where he went. Uh, not, I don't think he went there. I think it was just a really good look at school because I think I know he went to Pope John Paul. Yeah, Shaw Claire. But anyways, bottom line is here I'm going into all the logistics because I, I love I, it because I, I know it. all this stuff. I know, yeah. all the, I know all. The, I got a question for you at the end before you jump. So. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, <clears throat> so I'm at this video shoot, and I'm just I'm working like, basically, I was the guy that was, say he's shooting his scene. Shockler's shooting his scene, mm -hmm. and they gotta hit the cue of the music so he can pantomime, so he can like rap his part. Yeah. Well, I'm just sitting there beside him, and I'm. The, the director is telling me to go, and I'm cueing the music at the exact point that he's got to do. So I'm there the whole video shoot with him, like Jeez. the whole. So I'm like, like this is the best. It was like the best. So best I'm doing all this, and then afterwards I go for Chinese food with G Vine and the producer of the whole thing, uh, Sean Sensig, and he just tells me like, Yo, man, like that was dope what you did. Like you did a really good job. He's like, If you yeah. ever need any help or anything, he gave me his card. 
He's like, yo, I, and he's like, this guy's like a huge Hollywood movie producer. Like, this guy, yeah. he's like, yo, you, because like, I was out there in like, a t-shirt and like, and like, it was like freezing cold and everybody's like in like parkas and like, there was one point where I was literally in a t-shirt and I was like toughing it out and I'm just like holding the thing and I'm like holding it down and Dundas Square is freezing. But like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it because I'm from up north, right? Yeah, so like, but they, they, yeah, like, like, they're like, oh, whoa, bro, like, look at that dedication. Yeah. So they saw, they saw the, the, the promise and the passion and the dedication. So anyways, I utilize this man. I work for this organization yeah. for a good solid couple of years anyways. Nice. And we ended up putting that video out. It was a high rotation in, uh, uh, for Shock Larry, like yeah. that. And then, you know, like obviously he's always been touring, like that's never stopped. So I got a chance to, uh, work close hand with like, he had a tour manager at the time. His name was Mike Moves. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he ended up. I ended up being mentored by him, I guess you could say, and we worked close handy. Like he taught me a lot of, of what to do with the with the with the industry and like oh. with, with what to with, what to do uh, as far as like booking shows and, and representing artists and 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 managing talent. Mm -hmm. And through that, I ended up like booking a lot of talent with him. Like for example, Bishop and and Maestro Fresh West. If you know who Jesus. Maestro Fresh West is, like he's huge. Really, he's doing huge like right now. He's he's on like three TV shows right now. Maestro, he's wow. he's killing it right now. But anyways, like er, like I got the chance to work. Like with all these people, like book shows for like Bishop, book shows for uh, Shockler, book shows for Maestro, book shows, and and learn the business and learn the history. And through all of this, this is where the whole full circle thing with Keras One comes into play. Mike moves, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I'm I'm working. I'm not. I hate having to jump into it like this, but at this time, by this time, I'm working for another record label. Okay, they're mm -hmm. called Six A Two Records. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and I'm and I'm basically given like a amazing opportunity to work alongside. Uh, with the owners Trevor and Lynn Johnson, and uh, Mickey O'Brien was like uh, in the the house band, I guess you would call oh, it. Like, sick. They yeah. had like a a band they launched called Kill the Autocrat, which was dope. They had Scott Swain on a lot of the music, who's from like Far From Heroes and stuff like yeah. that. Like really good. Like so, they they had this record label, and I worked for them. I was doing their PR, their marketing communications. Yeah. I was pushing CDs out of the cab, man. I was, I, no, seriously, I was. I'm, Jeez, I'm, I'm talking, eh? But listen, so so like they awesome. they so they also had shared in the wow. same passion and the same kind of vision that I did with regards to hip hop and they wanted to fast track in the music industry tenfold. Like, so what we did was Mike Moose had this opportunity yeah. to, to release Karis one, a Karis one album. So he comes, it brings it to the table. He comes from Toronto, stays at yeah. my house. We set up the deal deals. Uh, like totally like we, we knock it down. So we ended up releasing the first Karis one, uh, well, f sorry, the first boogie down productions album, BDPLP Jeez. in 20 years. Karis One's been releasing music ever since like yeah. it started, but uh, the Karis One Bumpy Knuckles it's a royalty check album, Jeez. and then from that Trevor and Lynn ended up uh, also uh, releasing Sadot X. So he's these guys are all if you afterwards if you look them all up yeah. you'll see oh, if you I'm, check their videos they're dope they're dope, to, they're dope yeah. as fuck I'm telling you like yeah, they're I'm so excited. dope and like so so I bring that like to them they're interested they end up launching it they they literally like. Like just take like the underground hip hop world by storm, really, and they they launch the site and like they, wow. they really like it's just it's it's just amazing. They fast track because now they they they've got basically all these amazing pioneers in the hip hop game released under their things. So now it's the home of KRS One, Freddie Fox. You know, like it's all happening, and and I'm like I was part of this, so I was part of like this thing that like literally helped preserve like hip hop. Amazing. Right? So this real shit, and it's coming. It's happening yeah. out of Sudbury, like, and it, it, all this, all this stuff's That's happening. So cool. And like, I'm so, I'm so thankful for like Trevor and Lynn being able to, to facilitate that and to be able to even give me an opportunity. Like, all these people that gave me these opportunities, like Bobby and Yas, like these are all people that are. How can I put it? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm humbled every day when I go out. Like every time, yeah. every time I meet somebody, I'm humbled by what everybody's capable of doing. That's I'm not amazing. saying I'm not saying any of these people are. are, yeah. are are superior to anybody. I'm just saying in their respective fields of what they do no, and what sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going for. And like, yeah. 
in entertainment, for example, these guys were all signed. Okay, so they co-signed me yeah. and said, okay, let's make you a tour manager. You know how huge that is? To say, That's like, wild, to achieve yeah. what you've achieved and, and uh, yeah. allow me to attach yeah, my name to that. you see the value and, yeah. But to allow me to, like, I'm not saying coattails, because I've never, ever... I was never ever looking at it, at it for leverage to surpass the well, level. Let's put a let's put a pause on that. So I think what I want to I want to interject with that because I think there's something to be said for. And I was talking to somebody about this a while ago. Is in terms of authenticity and how you're able to <laughs> how you're able to make those connections and make the most out of those opportunities was I think when you look at it, intent is huge when you do something, right and. I want to say this like again, when you do something with the right intention, I think that's when it becomes it's authentic. You're it's driven by like we talked about a few minutes ago, and what you're talking about now is like with the passion being like driving the opportunities, and what's making the most out of them for you is the passion that drove it. And I think if you went into it with the intent of, all right, oh that's yes, okay, I'm gonna make sure I talk to him, and when I talk to him, I get like there's no there's no it's not transactional, right? It's I'm gonna go in, lead with passion, and make the most of like Jerry Maguire did. Like Jerry yeah, Maguire man. did, because yeah. he just wanted to make he wanted to get them the best deals. He wanted yeah. to make sure they were, what was best for his players, but he also wanted to do it like like he was his brother. You but know? you're give, 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 give. Well, it was you're always, not it's always been give. It's always been give. For you. It, you know, it, uh, but it was reciprocated. You know what? Now, now I'm finding it's becoming reciprocated. Yeah. Like now, later in life, like. But no, but it was. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't ever felt like I was being exploited or used in oh, these God, situations. No. I, I. I gained so much valuable experience. I was compensated monetarily when I was doing things that oh, pertain to as like, you should be. You know, like like for example, we we shot a video for Kill the Autocrat in yeah. Toronto. Um, I was compensated to be a set coordinator. You Perfect. Know what I mean? Like Easy. And, and put up like in the hotel and this and that, like in the rental car, and like it was great. Like like Six Eight Two Records was a great company to work right. for. Yeah. Uh, G Vine PHS, those guys in Toronto, like love you, G Vine, love you, baby. Um, all these guys. Okay, I'm telling you. And you, you yeah. on, in one day, I'm telling you, I'm going to introduce you to all these guys because. You have that energy. I'm telling you that right now. You Dude, have thanks, that. man. Oh. I fucking appreciate oh, no, that. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't so just nice throw that out there, though. especially on camera, especially yeah. on something that's probably going to be public. But it's like, that's, so nice that's, that's a whole say. different really ballgame. The whole cosmic that. the whole yeah. cosmic tip is a different thing that, that G-Vine runs. But like I'm just saying, like these guys gave me the confidence. Like I've, I've been able to MC, uh, for example, uh, Shaw Claire's like, wife back in the day, she had a birthday party. I MC'd her birthday party. Yeah. I MC'd... Um, like hip hop shows at clubs in Toronto, like in front of like like pack cr crowds, and that's these guys so are giving me the mic, giving exciting. me the giving me the the, the ball, and I yeah. rolled with it. So that's what I'm saying. Like the whole Johnny Depp thing is coming. So so I've just been doing a lot of running with the ball, and, I'm, and now I'm at a point. To, but now I'm at a point where I'm I'm ready to get the ball more because my son Oscar, mm -hmm. he's ten now, and he's starting yeah. to like, get more buddies, and he's on the phone more, and he's setting more play dates, and he doesn't need me as much because for the past ten years. I've been nothing but straight up like dad, 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 yeah. dad, 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 work and dad, um, work and dad. And that's, that's basically it. Like, I mean, I, I do have a, a, a group of guys I meet up with quarterly yeah. on a quarterly basis. Uh, before, before we go into, uh, before we go into that and the men's group and yeah. fatherhood, I do want to circle back. So do you have any advice in terms of when you were tour manager, when you were working in Toronto and you were working with all these people you admired and looked up to, you didn't who you didn't know prior to like you connected with them through like you being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and like being a, the, a real person. So yeah, check this out. My yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. I really want to know. Do you have any advice for people who want to learn or like would you, like to network? Like networking advice specifically. 
because it sounds like, and take a second, because I think it sounds like that when you went and did all that, like what were your cold approaches? Like it was passion driven, but there had to have been like you were just ready to meet everybody, or well, yeah, no, like it's just it was just it was just approaches. like it was. I I just knew. I heard a, a term once like triple down on what you're good at. You know, yeah. double down on what you're good at. Stop. Not not to deter people from going on trying new things and, and whatever, but like if your biological clock is ticking and you're running out of time, and you feel as though like you really got to act fast and you, you, the time is now. Yeah. I feel as though it's it's very very good practice to double down on what you're good at. So what I was doing was basically doing that. I was doubling down on everything that I was good at, everything that I, I love, my passions. Yeah. I was just all about rap music, and I was all about gab and gift, the gift of gab, and just talking yeah. and, and 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 building relationships, and just it was it was a lot yeah. to do with. I just really wanted what was best for hip hop. At the end of the day, like yeah. that's really what the whole end goal, the end game was. I just wanted what was best, and the more that I actually started to 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 to. to to be in the industry and be more as it being a job, the more I, I, I started to, to, to push away from, not the passion, but it started to become more of work and then it started to become more, I started, yeah. my eyes started to open about what really, it really was. Like right. what really, what, what the real behind the scenes stuff is as opposed to what you see on TV. So what everybody sees as far as strate strategic communication. So mm -hmm. everything you see, whether it's print, broadcast, uh, via radio or television sure. it's all a message that's been strategically put together by somebody that's already weighed out who the audience is and how they're looking to interact and how they're looking to captivate that audience and it's all there they've already went, went about the evaluation process and what's going to go bad and what's going to go good and they've already sculpted this message geared towards you and that's everything that you see on those platforms i'm talking mm -hmm. about so whenever you get like I don't know, opportunities to, I don't know, go outside of, not go outside of those things, but use those things, but genuinely? Yeah. How can I say? Like, no, that makes sense. It's, but at the end of the day, man, you, you kind of nailed it. It's like, you got to go out with just passion. You got to go out with a genuine just love for it and that's where everything else falls into place and yeah. if you if you do it like you you said it man you you got to go out there looking to just give and not receive it's, it's got to be something where it's you're looking to humongous yeah and i didn't realize that afterwards yeah. but now that you're putting it in perspective like that that's now what I'm realizing you did. it was very selfless yeah. very selfless. it seems exactly like that's what you and did. that transition as to, what makes you think that in one sec sorry i hate to cut you yeah, off this yeah. one the one thing that you did that you mentioned that made me go you had an out-of-body experience where, and I find myself doing this every now and then with certain guests who I've had on, and I'll look and go, like, why me? Or like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how am I in these shoes? All my friends are based because of the podcast. All of this is because I did this thing. I'm talking to this person because I just happen to have a platform, and they believe in what the message I'm trying to deliver is. And I'm like, how? So for you, to, when you told me you had that experience, that was... Because if it was transactional, you're like, aha, we're right on schedule. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so right. for you to that's have right. that out-of-body, like, self-reflective moment in that time allowed me listening to that to go, oh, it's definitely passion-driven. There's no, like, aha, okay, yeah, well, I'm going yeah. to introduce me to this, and then it's... it's yeah. And it's very, very, and especially for, like, people like you, people like myself and other people I've had on the show are just friends of ours who haven't or we don't know, right? When checks out when they say 
when they say something in a sense of it's easy, a few people have told me they're like, it's easy as hell to sniff out any BS ever. Right? Like, it's very, very easy to sniff out people who aren't authentic. Yeah, genuine. Yeah, man. It's very, very easy to sniff out people who aren't genuine. So when you're doing it and you have that, like, man, how did I, like, how am I talking to you right now? Like, this is crazy to me. You're like, how am I in this studio? And I was invited because the guy liked the energy or how yeah. I was, how I was, yeah. like, he liked the vibe. He didn't even talk to me and he wanted me to join him in a studio privately. Like, this is crazy. So for you to have that moment and... That definitely, like, that paired with that guy didn't smell any BS. He was just like, this is a passion-driven dude who just really, really leads with that heart on the sleeve for what he was doing. And that, I think, is, like, the secret to any, like... And it was a two-way street, yeah. too. Like, all these people that were helping me, uh, that I was helping as well, mm -hmm. like, it was a two-way street. Like, there was no... I didn't see anything disingenuous in what they were doing, either. Oh, absolutely. I didn't feel as though I was being uh, manipulated. I didn't feel as though I was being... Um, how can you say exploited? Oh, for sure. For like my abilities and my talents, yeah. and what I was able to bring to the table. Because Absolutely, yeah. At the end of the day, everybody was able to bring something to the table, but it all came down to the family aspect, and which is why, yeah. right now, even like ten years since I've been a father, since I've been primarily focused on that, mm. I still have the the Rolodex, for lack of a better term. But I mean, I still have my database of of my buddies and my friends and my network of, yeah. of people that. I've accumulated over the years that I could literally pick up a phone call. I still keep in contact with Shockler. I still keep in talk, contact with Yas, mm. Bobby. I was supposed to, I actually emceed Yas's wedding. That's hilarious. I emceed Yas's wedding. I'm supposed to emcee Bobby's wedding. It just got no postponed way. because of COVID. Unfortunately, yeah. there was uh, COVID postponed it. Um, but I'm supposed to do Bobby's wedding. Uh, I did the Five Cent City. So That's I've been awesome. doing, I'm still yeah. staying active. I'm still, but now it's going to be even more so now. So now, because I didn't lead with the, the whole, the, 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 the bad intentions and yeah. not necessarily bad because who's to say yeah. that somebody that's trying to be advantageous of a situation is bad. It's just mine are a little more genuine in the sense that I'm not looking to get anything back. So right. I like that you just, said it doesn't have to be ill intent, but you're like, but, it's still but what you see is what you get. So like that's yeah. that guy, for example, that, that guy that's yeah. usually the snake. Typically he's not going to be, he's not going to be like, He's going to be up front of your face and going to be like, okay, we're yeah. going to get the points. We're going to get this. We're going to. He's the guy that's going to have the Rolex. He's the guy yeah. that's going to have the the SUV. Oh, the, absolutely. The, you know what I mean, as opposed to the guy that's a little more humble. That's a little more. You know, that's why people yeah. love Adam Sandler and gravitate to Adam Sandler. Well, because so I think that's always been him before he was famous, after he's famous, and during his famous. Right? Keanu Reeves. No he's what. getting that same thing too from the media because it's just like he's just he's like, he's, he rides a subway. He's the he rides same subway. person. He's like, why Jay would Cole I throw rides a bike. Routine. You know, yeah. like it's like weird. No, but 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 that, but yeah. but I mean, I'm all about that too, though. I like the real. That's why I like the Joe Rogan thing when it first started. Now I realize that he's such a huge entity that. Do I think it's really, you know, like that's another story. It's a whole can of worms, but like, yeah. but I like the, the the whole part where it's like you see the guy literally on on his program have an opinion, have somebody else that's an expert talk to him, see him evaluate his own pro thought process, mm -hmm. and then adapt. Yeah. And it's just I like that. I like the realness, and that's why I'm not really a, a cartoon guy. I'm not really a, a sci-fi guy. Yeah, I love right. horror, but like when it comes to like all that, I like more real stuff. I like more uh, documentaries. I yeah. like stuff like that. If I'm going to invest my time nowadays, not let's say I wasn't like that before, but these days when time is so restricted, mm -hmm. I like to keep with something that's more real that can either something that's like that can help me with regards to understand society more, yeah. or at least can help me in society more. You know? Oh, absolutely. You know, if I can yeah, get man. tidbits out of something to, you know, like there's lots of stuff. But yeah, so the the, the fatherhood thing though, that's that's that it hasn't deterred me because I've I've went like. Full tilt on this fatherhood thing. When I say fatherhood, like I mean, how has it affected you? 
It's 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 the best. It's 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 like I wish I would have been a father. I could say that I wish I was a father sooner because I would have capitalized on a lot more. Like, yeah. As far as like where I am now in life, like, as far as where my goals are, like sure. I, w- I, w- I would have more goals like earlier in life. But now I've got so many goals because of him, and just banging it out. Like he's ten now, but like, yeah, man, I couldn't I couldn't imagine like life without him because there's so much I look forward to and just it's unbelievable. Like I never met my dad, so like that's oh, wow. to me. I don't know. Like, the, I don't know, like, how can I put it? Interesting. Like, I, I never met my dad, so yeah. when I was growing up... You're like, I, no I, frame of reference. No frame of reference on being a dad? Yeah. But I know what I didn't want. To, yeah. to, I didn't want to give to my son as a dad. So, like, all those areas in which he was not there... That's fascinating. I'm so there. Like, I'm so there. And it's like, I remember, I remember even... So you knew I know, I know how he's thinking when he's his age. Yeah, and I, I know, I know how to be there. I know how to be there even that more so. you better yeah yeah like better in a sense that i like a more attentive yeah. i'm definitely like on point and, more I, aware. and I'm, not, I'm not skipping a beat and he's he's definitely not uh, i'm not making excuses <laughs> you know yeah. I, i've never had to disappoint him nice the That's only good. time the only time i've ever had to disappoint him in life and i haven't disappointed him yet but i promised him we would have a house by the time he was 10 which means like we live in our own house that we own i, sure. I currently rent yeah but like that's the only time. Everything else, he's, he's been able to play cheaper. his sports. He's been able to play his sports. He's been able to play his... Like, I'm, we're almost there. We're almost there. Like, yeah. I'm in the process. Like, Man, it's probably cheaper I'm now. Because, really, so. like, this yeah. year, actually, at, at Transit, I don't know if I told you, I was the... Uh, out of, like, however many employees, it was, like, 150 employees or something, I was the top uh, the top overtime achiever. So I worked the most overtime. Let's I, worked go. Most, I worked the most hours. It doesn't year. stop, and, ladies and, and, and gentlemen. That, that was the, the grind goal. does not that was stop. Goal. But it's because I'm trying to get Let's that goal. Go. I'm trying to achieve yeah. that goal. But I'm just saying, like, I love I, it. I, I've never come up short awesome. in anything else. Like, I've, anything I've ever promised them. And, like, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying, like, you got to, like, anybody else should be at a, a, a certain level of, of whatever. Sure. As long as you love your child and you're there. Sure. That's all that matters. If you pick up the phone and you call, that's all that matters, you know? Right. Being uh, there. Being there. Like, I talk to him three times a day. I talk to him, you know, like, it's a minimum three times a day. Like, it's just. It's just our routine. That's how we are. We're we're a home team, and it's it's been my my drive, man. It's like my but I've I've changed a hundred percent in the sense that now I'm not living for myself anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like I I it's like I live for him because he relies on me. You know, like especially when he was born. When he was first born, like you think yeah. you you know what it's like to be a parent until they're born, and then when the the, the child comes, it's like whoa, this this child here. Yeah, literally needs you to survive, or else if you don't, they won't. Like you know, it's a different like ballgame. Yeah, it's a different ballgame. So it yeah. becomes really real once the baby is out, is there. But yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man, for real. Ever since then, yeah. it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. I a huge transitional switch. Um, his mother and I do, do not live together. It's fifty fifty. Yeah. But co-parenting is great. We get along really well. Uh, Amazing. A year and a half is when we had separated, so yeah. he was a year and a half, so he's only known this dynamic. Perfect. So it's great. Like, we got their house, we got ours, yeah. and we get along, everybody gets along so well, like... That's... So well. Night and day. Yeah, even... That, that there was even a point in time, just, 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 just to not go off topic, but just sure. to show you the, the, the dynamic of the level of which life is good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was a point in time where uh, his mom's fiancé at the time... Uh, we took him to a basketball game because we got season tickets to Subway 5. We're Subway yes, 5 sir. super fans. Nice. So we go to all the Subway 5 games. Like, that's something that we do all the time. Like, that's uh, awesome. my son and I. Yeah. And even through that, like, that's how we got the opportunity to be, uh, to do the pros versus Joes because mm-hmm. we're super fans. We go to all the games. Oscar went to all the basketball camps. We. Nice. We're really diehards. Like, we, yeah. where our seats are right behind the team bench. And, like, yeah, they're pretty solid. They're, they're, seats. they're, right, yeah. like, they're right close. And, like, we just, like, the, the coach, Logan Stutz, and Coach Elliott that we had last year, like, yep. it was great. Like, they've always been great. The accounting executives have always been great. Just 
the whole thing, like they, they let me shoot the five thousand dollars shot before. Like That's I cool. didn't know that was gonna happen. This is one of the one of the the, 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 the employees that were there just came up yeah. and asked me if I wanted to shoot it. I shot for a car before. That was crazy. Got a chance to do the pros versus Joe's. Would you have to shoot for a car? Like just well, do you, do you remember Jim Stefanko? He's the guy with the cowbell yes. at all the games. He's like a super fan. So, oh, so he does a semi Wolves yeah. review. The Wolves fan review. Yeah. So he's he sits right beside us. His his season tickets are right beside us. Like <clears throat> so he's at all the games with us. That's how I met him. And he we we had to shoot five free throws and uh, whatever however however many three free throws you can make in like uh, thirty seconds. Whoever got the most free throws got to shoot for the car. So actually, oh. I, Jim got to shoot for the car for the for the half court shot. I didn't make it that, but I got to shoot for the opportunity for it. But still, I did the half court shot. Like I can show it to you. It's it's, it's embarrassing. I, I hit mesh. I was air ball. But like everybody's like, oh yeah, I got my son out there and everything. Boom, no. air ball. Yo, so I got to do that one time. We went to go to the finals, like the yeah. the, the championship <laughs> game. It was yeah. like uh, St. John Edge versus Surrey Five. It was sure. uh, the second round of the playoffs. We're walking to through the tunnel to go to our thing, um, our, our seats. The county executive was like, "You can't go to your seats right now. Come with us." We're like, okay. So we we follow them. They bring us. So you know, like the baseline. Yep. How there's like two stages on each baseline. Yes, sir. They give me and Oscar and that guy with the cowbell, Jim, and his buddy Andrew. They give us the. The stage for the game. Come on. Yeah, they're like, here. And we, we got set up the whole game and just like, yeah, yeah. They set us right Dude, up. Dude, passion. Passion yeah. is the passion's the key to but all But it's because of passion. Bro. It's all passion because yeah. it's in, it's it's just like. They just, don't give that to casual viewers, let me tell you. Oh, and it's it's like, and I'm not like, a, I'm not, how can I put it? Like, I'm not like a court size season ticket holder. I'm not sure. like, you know, I'm not yeah. like, I'm not pumping in a bunch of money uh-huh. to the administration. You're a big fan of basketball. I'm a huge and fan, and fan and I love it. But they see that. They see that. But they're all about that too. That's what I've learned to know about yeah. the organization, that they're all about it just as much as our fans are about the team. Mm-hmm. They're really just as much as the experience. Dude, if you buy fans. courtside tickets and you're on your phone the whole time versus like you being fully attentive from the nosebleeds, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes a big difference in terms of like passion. And actually, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure yeah. of seeing you at games lately. Yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to, um, shout out to, uh, I almost don't want to like say how I got the tickets, but uh, <laughs> no, um, well, I'm going to be getting more tickets and going more often, but um, Michael. Oh, Our Michael, friend. Michael Brovac, big Mike. He gets, uh, he gets tickets. That's awesome. For, I, I, uh, I actually, friends, so. I actually pull the camera out and I film him every game too because. Yeah, I try to. I, I, I love, I love watching that. Guy. I love watching that man's progress. We're in the worst spot to get it though. But I saw it. Patty and I. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was rough for both of us. I was like, really, goddamn. But yeah, what you, what you did, what you had to do. Yeah, we did what we had to do with what we had. You know, no, it, it was a good. But it, it was really, really cool. Like cool seeing like, um, especially like Pat and I walking around. Like every five person people, we were like, oh, what's up, man? Good to see you. That's that's another thing too. Like right I love, there. I love going down there because it's like now we've kind of <laughs> developed like a family. Like I had to go to the game the other day by myself because yeah. Oscar had uh, his mom. That's when we his, you. Yeah, his mom yeah. and his uh, dad's birthday and his uncle's birthday all in one day. Like they share the same birthday, same That's day. Exhaust. So we went, but like I, I could easily go because I had the, the, all the season ticket holders that are yeah. all around me. They're like we all know each other, so it's all like yeah, you're all friends. I could go like, by myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could have invited somebody, but at the same time, I, I didn't want to. I feel bad because I feel guilty because it's Oscar's seat. <clears throat> so it's kind of yeah. like, but no, it's it's it, it, it stays it, empty. It, it doesn't yeah. have to. It doesn't necessarily have to. But but yeah. So anyways, yeah. So fatherhood really played a huge role in uh, just keeping me. Um, really focused, extremely focused. Yeah. So I've had the, the most extreme level of focus, and now I'm willing just to take on one-offs whenever they they, they happen. Like any, for example, this podcast. This is yeah. great. You, you, you give me an opportunity. I, I have a buddy that's uh, hitting me up right now to um, uh, go into like some kind of plan with him with regards to some gaming company he's working nice. with. Nice, that's so, exciting. So that's exciting. And and uh, uh, Claire had a buddy uh, too, um, Nyden, who mm. he's got this uh, fundraiser effort that he's doing, and oh, sick. like. 
we got a chance to talk to those guys and try to see if we can implement it here. Yeah. So it's like all kinds of different opportunities that just happen if you're yeah. if you're if you're if your if your mindset is in a in a positive one. Mm-hmm. Positivity is huge though too. Humongous, you don't want to yeah. be negative. No. I mean because there's no time for negativity. If your no, mind is focused and you're you're set on goals, you really don't even have time for negativity other than just having to roll over like roll through the punches that you're, yeah. you're encountering throughout the process. But like it's if you're actively because sometimes you get in ruts where you you fall off and you know you, oh for sure it yeah, happens you know that, happens. That, that just happens yeah that's I life. think that's just if you don't get enough sleep or you don't drink enough water Dude, it's like, reality it's man reality. Like, like it's like, life you can't control like you know maybe neighbor above or below you was family too loud, is like sick family. or something you know you, you never know that's yeah. another thing you always got to be kind because you don't want to but that's th- those aren't the rules you want to play by the bottom line is it comes really down to passion 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 yeah you gotta just be passionate <laughs> about what you do. And if you're not passionate about it, find something you're passionate about and just mm-hmm. double down on it and just do it because you can't fake that. And you, the, nothing but quality will only come out of it. That's true, yeah. And you can only improve yourself. And another thing I've learned this year about setting goals, that's the thing, like, because we're doing this, we were going to touch on it a little bit prior. Just, yeah, uh, we can dive into it now. But now, but uh, there's a, a thing that I do quarterly and I meet with a group of guys and it's about 12 to 15 guys, uh, yeah. it, it, give or take. Sometimes. Explain to me the dynamic. So we got you got like all these guys. How? We meet up at a gym, a yep. big gym, yep. uh, and we basically uh, we just kind of get into a circle and we practice different uh, Wim Hof breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. We do different movement techniques, so different stuff as far as stretching. Uh, we do meditation. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff to, to help with well being of the mind, body, yeah, and soul. Yeah, mind, body, soul. Yeah. And then um, after we finish doing that, uh, we do uh, basically a sharing session where we share. Uh, any wins? Not we don't do that first. We we share if anybody's got any weight on their shoulders. So it's basically an opportunity for you to open up about anything that is getting you down, yeah. or if you're if you're struggling with anything, oh, you open up sick. to the group. Now, when you open up to the group, you you have ways in which you can receive feedback. So you can either just open up to the group and you just want to just say your piece and that's it, and you don't want anybody to say anything else. You just want to get it out. Mm-hmm. That's one way in which they can approach it. Or if you're looking for suggestions, you you're basically Whatever you're looking to, um, any type of feedback you're looking to or any help you're looking to get from the group, you have to state it clearly before you, you share what you're sharing. And then that way, you know, because sometimes people just want to share and they don't want to exactly hear what your opinion yeah, is. Yeah, so it changes, it changes the way you listen. That's right, that's yeah. right. So, so, so then you get through that portion, which is very valuable to a lot of people. Sometimes people uh, share more than others. Sometimes people don't share. Sometimes people are... The ones that are receiving help as opposed to, uh, to giving and yeah. vice versa. Sometimes it's the song Lean On Me, right? Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend because the one day I'll need somebody to, to lean on. You know, like it's 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 yeah. it's just a family thing. It's a brotherhood thing. So, and then after you do that, we share uh, our wins. So anybody has wins they want to go around the circle and share. So you happen to be doing good uh, uh, like in something that you want to basically brag about. So we do that. And then at that point... Um, we, we circle back to our, our annual goal because we, at the beginning of each year, we set an annual goal mm-hmm. and then we just do progress reports every three months nice. to see how we're doing, uh, like, you know, whether we're on track or not. And then we hold each other accountable in certain situations <clears throat> sometimes, you know, and, yeah. and at that point, that's where, you know, it gets pretty real. And then we break bread after it's like a potluck. So nice. we just bring, we, everybody brings a food yeah. item and then we just eat and then it's that, but it's, it's so nice because Nobody knew that we were even meeting up to do this. Mm-hmm. The guy that got us all together was Christian Robertson, yeah. the guy that I was telling you about earlier. 
The guy with the basketball story when he told me that I got back. Yeah, 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 I've met him one. I met him once. The most amazing person I, I can honestly yeah. say I've ever met in my life. Yeah, I don't use that loosely. Like that's yeah. I'm being, I mean that like this guy is like I don't even know how to put it. Like he's like a walking angel. He really, truly, he really, truly is. And it's like that's so cool. Yeah. So he, he's uh, yeah. So he's 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 the one that like organized it, and he got us all to meet up at this one location, and no, none of us knew that we were even going to this like why like we were going we, he just said wear something comfort comfortable and just show up at this time nobody asked any questions because nobody asked this guy questions when yeah he, nobody really when he says when, when he says when he says something is basically <clears throat> you, you kind of you don't do it because he's like authoritative like that but it's just like he's just yeah. that guy he's that guy that you you don't let down like you he, he said he asked for something you go you know yeah. you answer that call so we all showed up and then we're all looking around and we're like i knew a bunch of the guys and i'm like okay and you know like i'm thinking wow this is crazy and then yeah uh, it turns out that wow. we've been doing it for over a year now, and it's just so, nice. so valuable to like everything, like the whole like life, just in general. Is because if I didn't have that per se, I don't think there's a lot of things that I like that I've been trying to overcome over the past year and a half, mm -hmm. just in life in general. Yeah, like, you wouldn't have been able COVID to and just like society and just, just like it, it just it just really helps to know, and I, I highly recommend it for anybody that has the means and the ability to have a group of people you can meet up with. It doesn't necessarily have to be people you don't know. Like for us, it was all, it's all people that we don't really hang out with on a regular, but, right. but we, but now some, some of us do, you know, from, from this, but, yeah. but even if it's people, you know, just to get people together, like at least make it a point to get together once every three months mm -hmm. and just see how you're doing. Like, keep tabs like check it's it's it's, it's like that's what it yeah. is it's like it's kind of like a it's like, like a, it's accountability like kind of like a wellness check it's like yeah. a wellness check kind of if you think about it but interesting and some guys some guys come to the thing needing help more than others and then the next time they're the ones that are like enforcing like yeah, the crazy support you know it's such a crazy dynamic but at the end of the day you leave so refreshed and and it doesn't stop there so we have a chat room mm -hmm. and then we we also keep a touch that way and we've we went for sushi we we have plans to go see white man can't jump when it comes out the new one nice so, so stuff like that we still do things as yeah. a group as we can they just did some navy seals training yeah uh, recently where they did some crazy like uh ice plunge challenges and what stuff like that you uh, invited me to that too and i did timing with work i was yeah like, I, I, I see i, I had to miss it because of my work day. too my work yeah. too i had to miss it but like i i so wish i would have been able to because i from what yeah. i heard from like a couple of the guys yeah. it's like they can't wait to do it again yeah, I heard it like, uh, I mean, I could expect, because like that's, I mean, it's cold plunge, cold therapy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, oh yeah, that's, uh, the benefit's insane. It sucks. Yeah. Like it's brutal to do, but during it, like during's brutal, the end, an like anticipation and the anxiety beforehand, and then it's like, okay, do we control how we think about the approach? We just, let's just do it, submerge, okay. And then how you feel after is like, way worth the suffering yeah way worth the suffering you know, that, that's the whole point right the juice yeah. is worth the squeeze and that's the yeah. whole reason why people even do any of those type of grueling things that they do to to better themselves and further their position mm -hmm. because that, that's what i'm trying to say like it in this men's group i learned like last year my goal was it's 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 gonna sound ridiculous but i wanted to be the first transit employee to make a hundred thousand dollars because amazing because no transit drivers ever surpassed a hundred thousand dollars and been on the sunshine list i want to do that and i was on track to do it with the rate in which I was doing my overtime. Amazing. Like it was like a science. It was like they have this yeah. overtime that's available that you can sign up for and if you, whatever. But uh, at a certain point in the year, like halfway through, there's another guy at work that was started signing for it all the time. So now I had to wait till he caught up because it goes by seniority. No. So once you have, uh, it goes by whoever has the less amount of hours gets the, the overtime. So I had to wait till everybody caught up. So once they caught up, Damn. so I, I, I didn't get close, I didn't get to my goal of 100,000, but 
I did get the most hours. So though I didn't achieve yeah. the the actual monetary figure or the the, yeah, the quantitative the number, yeah. goal, I did achieve like at least getting like the top. So I did everything. I exercised every single possible piece of overtime I could have did. So I never shot it down once. Mm -hmm. So I did maximize every opportunity that I could have possibly had Perfect. in order to execute this goal. Mm -hmm. Now, in the process of doing it, I was really down. I was really, really down. It was, it was, it was, it was depressing me mm -hmm. because I'm looking at this men's circle and everybody's like, they're all killing it. They're all doing really well. Yeah. And I'm sitting here not killing my goal. So I think, but I ended up because of the circle, I talked to a couple of the guys and if I didn't have the circle of these guys, it's hard to reach out to people. It's hard because we all feel yeah, that we're being tough. a burden to somebody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But nah. So I reached out to a couple of the guys and it put, put things in perspective. And I actually, even though I didn't get the $100,000, I still crushed my goal in the sense that I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I was there. I showed up every single day. You did what you set out to and do. I, and I pro and I, mission just. And as a human, I progressed yeah. because I I was hard as fuck. Like I stayed it's hard. The habits, right? I stayed hard. The, yeah. the habits, you know. And now now I'm a soldier. But I've been a soldier for ten years ever since yeah. Oscar was born. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot right. to tell you, I was a, a fiber optic technician for yeah. Bell. So right when Oscar came, I was right when Oscar came. I was um, on his way, sorry. I was a taxi driver and a student. Nice. I was fit, uh, doing my last year of public relations. It was an overloaded semester. I had six classes to do in order to graduate, okay? Plus a placement, an A-B placement. Yeah. Oscar was on the way. Just went to Cuba. Got back from Cuba with my son's mother and uh, I because we wanted to go for, to Cuba before he came. So, mm -hmm. he, so anyways, that semester, I got four of the credits. I didn't even finish the six. So to be quite honest yeah. with you right now, I forgot to tell you that part. My, my college... I've I've literally have two classes to finish, yeah. which is spreadsheet management and database management. They're first year classes. I just put them off the whole you three years, the whole three wow. years till I got to the end. Amazing. Because I just because and you need kind of one with the other. Like the one you mm -hmm. do a spreadsheet first, then you do a database. Yeah. It's any business program you do. They're the first two classes yeah. you do. So three I did directs. all I did all three three whatever. But now they don't even have that three year public relations program. It's like public affairs or something. Sure. It's a one year. So I'm looking to talk to the coordinator to see if I can take my three years of all those credits that I have transfer them because it was 2013 was the last time I, I was in school. Yeah. See if I could transfer them to attain some kind of diploma. So mm -hmm. right now as it stands, all I have is a high school diploma. Yeah. I don't have my full college diploma yet. Wow. So I was cool. going back like, yeah. like, like, and that's the thing when I was in college too, I was doing like this guy, uh, he worked for universal Canada. Mm -hmm. He, he came to me to, to spearhead a couple projects. They were like extreme sports slash music. So he wanted me to, like put together the roster for the bands and, and set up the venues yeah. and all this. So all this took so much time out of my, my schedule that I had to leave school for it. Mm -hmm. But I had the support of the faculty because they're like, yo, this stuff you're doing is, is, is like not your average stuff. And it's totally your dream job. It's what yeah. you are aspiring to do. We're not going to be able to guarantee you this when we're, you're done your program. So the program will be here. Just go to your thing. So I did it. Yeah. So I'm working, I'm, I'm doing these projects for, for that guy though. It turns out that he was a, a shyster. He did work for Universal Canada. He had all of his credentials. He was using it all to 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 implicate the fact that he was not implicate, but uh, be an imposter. So he was imposing the fact that he was still an active member of Universal. But he was setting up these events, like how he was doing. It. He was giving providing a budget, Man. a budget for me to provide for these artists and everything, mm. and just a, running a total scam. So he was doing it. God damn it. Just pretending as Universal, but he was still racking and dough. Like he was doing these events. He was putting on shows. But anyways, we're on to him. I end up. The juice was still worth the squeeze because I still got valuable information. I still learned stuff from it, but I also learned the hard way about something. Mm -hmm. But also from that, I ended up uh, in that particular realm of whatever. I ended up uh, doing what was another thing that I did? Um, 
Oh, Summerfest. Mm -hmm. So Summerfest, there was a, a hip-hop night that we were looking yeah. to do, and uh, a friend of mine was in charge of a certain aspect of it, and he also nice. asked me, because of my, I guess you could say my, my, my interaction and my my association with hip-hop at the time in the, in the city, mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, it only made sense. So he would have me, he gave me a budget, like I had a city budget, yeah. and I was able to book like headliners, uh, opening acts, so I, I, no I, I set it all up, so Let's and, go. in the order in which and everything, so... At, at that point in time, things were moving too, and like I was being in videos and doing video shoots and doing, Damn. like it was just it was really cool, man. It was it was a fun time, but then, like I said, I I ended up uh, having like my son, uh, at which point I I got out of the industry for a little bit, and then I got back into hosting parties for Yas and Bobby because they would come into town once in a while to throw these awesome like '80s parties and whatever, and they let me MC and be on the mic. That's so. sick, yeah. And even when they would do shows too, they'd mm. still let me act as an active tour manager. I just can't wait now at this point where I'm at now, where Oscar's like 10 years old. I'm in my career. <laughs> I'm getting better shifts, like my mm. schedules, because I'm picking like we pick shifts every three months at, yeah. at work. My seniority, I'm going up higher in seniority, so my shifts are getting better. Nice. Everything's just. It seems just like at this point in my life at 42, everything's just coming into place. Uh, you know, I got an amazing relationship with my son, my family. I got an amazing relationship with my family. I got, I know like my friends, who my friends are. And not to say who my friends are. I'm just saying, make new friends, keep the old. One is silver, the other gold. Sure. I cherish all all my friends that I've ever nice. been blessed yeah. to, to to know. I've got friends that I, I haven't seen in 10 years that I'll see and I'll talk to them and it's like mm -hmm. we haven't missed a beat. Oh, I got that. friends that I have active friends now. Like to be honest though, I don't have any people that I hang out with on a regular basis like I don't have like a group of friends where like we go out yeah. or, or, or I watch UFC or I go poker nights I'm really literally all just working my son right now at this point yeah. I do the men's circle thing I dabble in little things like this like this is great for me this is a, a huge outing yeah. for me this nice. is huge because it's cool I get to go out and be social but like yeah. outside of this I would probably just be at home um well no I wouldn't be I'd be at work yeah because I'm on vacation this week right yes but I would be either at work or hanging with my son mm -hmm. or going to one of my son's sports things if I'm outside of work. Yeah. Because I, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. But I just, I'm really primarily focused on work, my son right now. Just Amazing. having fun. Yeah. We're doing a lot of horror things. We're going to horror conventions. We met all That's of our exciting. favorite yeah. Friday 13th actors. Yeah. Met, yeah, it looks sick. All That's that stuff. We're going to meet Kane Hodder in, uh, in Jane, and June 9th. We already yeah. got our tickets. We're, we're set up. We, we're actually staying in the same hotel that Tom Matthews, the guy that played no Tommy Jarvis in Part 6. Oh, come on. I hit him up on Facebook because... When you meet these guys at these conventions, like some of them are cool, some of them are Suck, not yeah. so cool, but some of them are like down to earth. And this guy, he he, he keeps in touch with his fans, yeah. so it's like uh, I found out what hotel we were staying right at the the Marriott, right over the falls at the horseshoe thing. It's the most beautiful view. So yeah, we're into mm -hmm. the horror, we're into the basketball, the the season. So be five, they're killing it. They're four and zero right now. Mm -hmm. They just that's true, yeah. They won their first three home games. They're spanking. Uh, we got our tickets, we're ready to go. So that's it, man. Basketball, yeah. sports, my son. That's what's up, and. And I can also <laughs> say, I will start dabbling, though. I can see myself getting more into the entertainment, more so. Yeah, pl in, no, please do. Into please the, do. Into the emceeing, though. Please I would like do. to take this emceeing, though, and, and take it Make to the level. Because yeah. you know Jordan Kilgannon. Yeah. Well, you're friends with him, obviously, and, and those guys. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Yeah, man. Uh, he's been on the show. Yeah, he's been on the show. Of course. He's been on the show, like, more than once, too, isn't he? No. No, once or no not yet. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so like, I've I've got a chance to emcee, like, three, three or four of his, his dunk shows, right? So Epic, yeah. He's already agreed to, to co-sign it. I emceed Yas's, uh his wedding, so that's Done. a co-sign. My buddy yeah. Steve Faulkner, I did his wedding. My buddy Nathan uh, Holmberg, I emceed his sister's yeah. wedding. So you got all so these I've got weddings. I've got like weddings. references. References. I've got uh, the professional references from Logan Stutz for the, um, Amazing. the, the yeah, pros versus Joes. I've done parties. like So I'm thinking about putting together a professional package. Get her done. With all yeah, the testimonials, absolutely. my previous experience, and putting a brand on it, a name. Uh, Do that during vacation. 
Like that's time, right? Well, like, well I'll, I'll, I'll set up it. the plan. I'll, I'll set up yeah. the whole plan uh, as far as like because it will take money. Because I'm not gonna, even though I do have the, yeah, but, even though I do have yeah. the skill set yeah. and the proficiency to do it. A lot of technology has changed. A lot of ways in which people like target sure. their, their audiences are different. Uh, you know, like I don't know the algorithms. I don't know certain things. But yeah, I, but I but I really yourself. but I but I really do need more more so just my 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 storefront. So I need my my just my my business which my page which lists my skill sets mm-hmm. my experience my availability my that and I think I, I might be onto something man I think I get an MC dude absolutely absolutely I, I are you kidding MC. now this shifts perfectly so I don't want to dive too much into Five Cent City because it's been explained a few times on the show um, and that and that uh, to be honest that event deserves its own yeah episode absolutely um, but. Um, so with Five Cent City and you as an MC, so I want to actually tell you my first impression of you. All right. Before I like, um, like the first time I like witnessed you, right? Yeah. So it was at Five Cent City the first year I went. Um, not last year that just happened, but the year before that. Oh. That was the first one. Um, okay. So, um, what happened there? So I had met. I didn't meet you, but I knew you were like. You're like the main MC, right? For yeah, the event. Yeah, yeah. Now, so there was a couple other hosts, whatever. Um, our good mutual friend Cliff, shout out to you, buddy. Love you a lot. And then there Cliff, was what up? And then there was uh, and last year. So last year, this is where I was like, okay, this is who Easy Rick is. In a nutshell, um, was when you did uh, you did a freestyle during the whole like uh, hip hop um, entity and like set of hip hop performers. You probably had my favorite, like, it was the most, the one where I enjoyed the most, and I will say this, too, before... You're talking I, about the one a couple years ago? No, like, last year. Okay, that last yeah, year. Okay, okay, last okay, year okay, was dope. Because okay, okay. that was the only one I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw you do, yeah. but basically, why I say that is, and I want to add this compliment uh, before I, let me preface it with the compliment before I ask this question, so, um, watching you MC, you are one of, like, probably... I watch a lot of like public speakers and people who talk and stuff and it always feels like it comes off a little bit like not so much rehearsed because I don't think that's a bad thing but it comes across as stale or like they're putting on a character and I feel like yours is the like my favorite one and in the sense when I mean the character is your favorite yeah okay, and okay. when I say that is because I know easy Rick versus like Ricky you know yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> I don't I don't think it's that I, I think it's just a version of you turned up I don't think it's like a completely separate person. I think it's just like you with like a bit of a bit of paprika, a bit of garlic herb, a bit of a uh, lemon pepper, and then turned up to eleven. Yeah, because I'm not crazy. Sure. I'm not, I'm not no. like I'm not like Eminem. It's not over the top. It's not like Slim Shady and, and Marshall Mathers. Oh no, like, no, like that's right? it's not over the top. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's why I wanted to compliment you and say that because I think that like that was really huge. So that thank and you, then, thank you, absolutely, man, absolutely, I mean it, and. I want to know, um, so you freestyled, right? And now you did, like, you remember raps, you remember rhymes, like, I like the way it flows. So I was wondering if you, uh, you'd be willing to spit a freestyle here. It could be about the show, because I do want to sample it and possibly make it the intro, depending on how, what it's about. But um, I'd like to know if you could pull one off. A right freestyle here, right, right now? Here, right yeah, now. of course. Yeah. Yeah, I, gotta, I have to have a beat, though. Oh, a beat? All right. Do so, you have so, one so, that you like? I, well, I, you, pr- you prefer? Because I definitely can't. I don't know if I could beatbox. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna. I'll throw on like a beat. Uh, I'll try, phone, but it would be phone. bad. On my phone, I could do that. So I think we found the instrumental. Um, yeah, this would be good. Let's. Do you uh, want to rock a beat? Let's okay. See how it goes. Yeah. Hey, hey, go, 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 
go, a go, a go, a go. We got Glenn, my man, YG. He asked me to do the podcast. I'm like, why me? Why see? <laughs> the guy do this proper. The guy's reaction got a real jaw dropper, shots dropper. Yeah, look at the camera action. Pure satisfaction. Put this on the table. I'll disconnect your cable. I ain't telling the fables. Go below her navel. Aw, oh, damn. I got my phone. I ain't got no headphones, but I ain't Macaulay Culkin home alone. I ain't sulking. Like no Vulcan. I grip, rip the script. That's what I do. I flip shit. Yeah, this dad's the man. I mean that shit. Rip it like the sun to Sam. Aw, oh, damn. Yeah. That's what I gotta do. I'm sick like that. Up oh, a fucking flu. Come on. Achoo. Oh. Yes, Glenn with the ad libs, got it going on. You know he's got the mad give on the mat. For instance, he ain't fat. He's got it going on, he'll lay you on your back. That's the truth. He'll lay you in the booth, do what he's gotta do. Knock out your tooth. Ooh, yes, y'all, it won't stop, it won't quit. Look at Glenn, he's literally the shit. Yes, we got nice lighting, I'm frightening with my like the Frankenstein fan club. I got it going on, I'm the man, love, and that's what we gotta do. Mad. Dubs like to fly when they cry when they flap in those wings. That's what I gotta do. The pain I will bring. Sing like my name was Lionel Richie. Woo! I'm never bitchy. Huh? That's it. That's how it goes. Off the top flows. Off of the dome. I mean, you know, that's how it is. Front and center. In my brain, you will enter. I got a shirt. It's black. You know, never whack. That's what I gotta do. Glenn's on the attack. These are facts that I spit. He's across the table. Yeah. That's where he sits. Come on, y'all. It's easy. It don't stop. It won't quit. 2023, baby. That's right. Glenn, we out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I mean, we just getting started. But yeah, yeah. That's just a sample. So, what is uh, happening? So we just, yeah, did, we just did that. We just did that. That was that. so much better than I expected it to be. And I expected it to be pretty good. Yo, that was just like a warm-up. What up. is happening? That's just how we do. That's Damn, how we do. That's dude. how we do. So yeah, man. Like I, I, That's what I plan on doing now. So from Jeez. now on, from here on, I want to MC. I want to freestyle. I want to freestyle parties. I want to... I want to do... got to air the door out. That shit was fire. I want to be freestyling in a movie. I want to yeah. freestyle in a commercial. I want to do <clears> all that. Like, my boy, you know Cliff. Yes. Obviously, you had him on the yes. show a couple times. Yes, sir. That, that, that boy's put me in uh, commercials. He did the... We did the... What was it? The Hard of Hearing Association Dream Home commercial. Okay? Mm -hmm. We did... He had me locked down in the Tender Touch Moving Company commercial. Actually, I went to work one day, mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, you must have friends in high places. I'm like, why? Because uh, we had this production company just ask if you want to do the commercial for the Gova Transit. So I'm like, sure. So I did the commercial, and, I, and I actually did the, the rider guide. They got me Come a pic on. My picture on the rider guide. All thanks to Cliff. Cliff, you're the man, son. But yeah, the bottom line is, yeah, that's where I want to go. I want to yeah. do MCing. I want to take it more seriously. Now that I've got like an actual like body of work, and I got references, I got... Yeah. I just got to put it together, and I want to MC this year, man. That's what's up. 2023, let's go. MC. That'd be sick, man. Yeah, yeah. MC uh -huh. easy. Rick. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I fucking love you for doing the show, man. I love your attitude, your energy, and just the vibe you put out there, the people you know, the people you're connected with. You're just, everything you do about, like, every way, every which way, twice on Sunday that you go about doing things and it's just yeah man i mean what i said earlier you, you like you drive with passion and i look up to it a lot and i'm just grateful you're able to take your time to chat with me today do a rap live that was amazing i'm still like chills could be because of the cold but it's not um it's from you it's actually heating up so, man yeah man yeah but no man that's awesome so 
With that being said, uh, do you have any like, closing final statements or things you want to say? Just don't sacrifice you're... quality for for anything. Don't sacrifice quality. Stick with quality and you're good. And passion. What Glenn's talking about, you got a passion you can't lose. So stick with quality. Don't sacrifice quality for a sale. Um, I'm your boy Easy Rick. Yo, go five, go. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, handles... Whatever work. Uh, oh, what can they uh, Ricky Skakum on Facebook. R I C K Y S K A K U M. You know what I'm saying? Or you can get me on Instagram at E Z underscore Rick R I C K at that's what's up. So Easy nice. underscore Rick on Instagram, and that's it. Well, dude, thank you, uh, thank you, my brother, very much for doing the show. You're the man. Uh, Thanks for really having me. Appreciate it. That's what's you. up. Thank you so much. I'm, I I, you know, I'll be all flattered. Thank you so I much. It's it. been a pleasure. Hopefully, you can do this again, dude. Absolutely, man.